Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Waynedale High School for tonight's high school basketball or football action for you tonight. Basketball season's a little far away, still about two months away. Anyway, I'm Dave Mitchell along with Tim Ebert, and tonight we have got Wayne County Athletic League football action for you this evening as the Waynedale Golden Bears are at home for the second week in a row with a record of 0-5. They're 0-2 in conference play against the best team in the conference, the Northwestern Huskies, who are 5-0, and and they are 2-0. and in Wayne County Athletic League play. It has been raining all day long, except for about an hour ago when it stopped here in Apple Creek, and the field appears to be in good shape. But, Tim Ebert, as we look out on the field and we look at this, that could be to the Bears' advantage tonight going against this unbeaten Northwestern Huskies team. Yeah, Northwestern likes to really uh, air it out, Dave. They uh, average in about uh, 20 passes a game, almost 300 yards a game, and uh, the weather conditions certainly aren't uh, conducive to passing. Uh, as you said, it's it's wet, it's cold, there's a good breeze, uh, and uh, that could turn out uh, to be to the Bears' advantage tonight. Well, it is a standing room only crowd here tonight because nobody is sitting in their seats. They're waiting to dry them off. So there, there is not anybody sitting down here tonight. Across the way, you've got the Northwestern Husky fans who have braved the elements to come out here tonight. The Bears in this one, they're heading in after their loss to Chippewa last week, 49-7. to Logan Stanley scored on a 49-yard touchdown run early to give the Bears that 7-0 lead, but then that was it. The Bears' biggest problem, well, Tim, is it offense or defense heading into tonight's game because the offense has been unable to score a point in the second half in the last four ball games. The defense has also been a problem, Mark. Well, you know, if you make me pick one, Dave, I'd say probably the defense. Uh, I think offensively we have shown uh, some progress each week, um, last week uh, we actually had a TD uh, right there. We fumbled inside the 20. But uh, defensively, we're giving up almost 45 points a ball game. And uh, when you're just uh, learning offensively, man, that is a tough mountain to overcome, 45 points a ball game defensively. And we're going to put that into perspective coming up here in just a little bit on the PNC Bank pregame show. Northwestern won last week over Hillsdale 42-27. They scored 28 consecutive first-half points, and that was all without their senior running back, Isaiah Peterson, who sat out the game with an injury. Derek Duvall took his place, and he ran for 107 yards, 88 of those coming in the third quarter of play on 18 carries. Senior quarterback Brock Toot is the leading passer in the area. Last week he was 14 of 25 for 264 yards. The Huskies come into tonight's game not only unbeaten, but they are the number one team in the computer rankings in Division Five. Region 18. Last year, these two teams played, and it was a monumental effort by Northwestern as they defeated Waynedale 28 to 7 on October 9, 2015. Two was 12 of 28 passing for 240 yards in the ball game and two touchdowns, while also rushing for a score. But overall, Waynedale leads the all-time series. 35 wins, 15 losses, and two ties in the ballgame. Sammy Ice and Girls Volleyball got her 1,000th career kill last night. We're going to talk about that, go over the schedule for tonight around high school football, and talk with Matt Zerker coming up later on in our pregame show right after this timeout. 
much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire sharing section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Well, it's a late-arriving crowd here at Wayndale High School tonight. We're about 25 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between Wayndale and Northwestern. And last night, the Wayndale girls volleyball team, Tim, they defeated Chippewa 3 to nothing. They are still tied with Dalton for the top spot in the league at 8-1. and They were 12-5 and overall after last night's win. But Sammy Ice, the senior, got her 1,000th career kill in the game, and she is the first bear to do that. We're going to talk with her at halftime of tonight's game about that. Should be a very interesting conversation, but Sammy, that was an exciting effort for her last night. A boys' soccer action last night. Waynedale played at Highland, and a girls' soccer action. It was Chippewa at Waynedale, and that game was postponed due to lightning. Tomorrow in boys' soccer, it will be Waynedale at Chippewa. That starts at noon, and a girls' soccer tomorrow. It is Cuyahoga Falls at Waynedale. That will begin here at 7 o'clock right here at Waynedale High School. In college football action tomorrow, the Ohio State Buckeyes will be taking on Rutgers. That kicks off at noon. Ashland is going to Tiffin. That's at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon. And Wittenberg will be playing at Worcester, and that will be at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Last week around the area in high school football in the Wayne County Athletic League, Smithville defeated Rittman 34-0. It was Norway over Dalton 55-7. As we said, Northwestern over Hillsdale 42-27, and the Bears fell to Chippewa 49-7. So if you look at the Wayne County Athletic League standings after last week's games, Northwestern is on top of the conference. They are 2-0, tied with Norway. And the Norway, though, is at 4-1. and one. Hillsdale then comes in with Dalton, Chippewa, and Smithville, each at 1-1. One and one. Rittman and Waynedale are at the bottom at 0-2. In the pack, Triway defeated Tusky Valley 24-17, and Orville beat CVCA 48-14. It was Tuslaw in their game over Indian Valley. They won 47-13. That means Orville is on top of the pack with a 2-0 mark tied with Manchester also at 2-0. And in the OCC, West Holmes defeated Madison 48-24. And Worcester lost to Ashland last week in triple overtime 43-36. So in the OCC, that means Ashland and Lexington are tied at 2-0. Senior, Worcester, and West Holmes are each at 1-1. And then comes Madison and Clearfork at 0-2. Tim, we talked a little bit about putting what the Bears have done into perspective. And here's what I wanted to bring up. The Bears this year have scored 46 points. The next closest team in the conference, the lowest number of points, is Rittman at 119. Defensively, the Bears have given up 227. The next closest team to the Bears, the team that has given up the second most amount of points, is Dalton 
at 153. So the Bears are almost almost 70 points behind Dalton defensively and almost 80 points behind Rittman offensively. It, it is it is uncanny what is happening here this year on this team, both offensively and defensively. Well, Dave, if, if you want to just you know call it as it is, that's, that's just a bad combination. Um, not being able to score the ball and also at the same time not being able to uh, uh, stop anybody, giving up 45 points a game, um, you know, that puts you uh, in a deep hole before the games even start. But, you know, Dave, um, that's why they play them every Friday night, you know. Uh, hopefully the kids have put the work in. Um, we have seen some uh, steps forward, offensively at least, over the past few weeks. And, uh, you know, the weather's bad, and, you know, you just never know. Um, but uh, certainly on paper, the statistics don't look real good. So when you head into tonight's game, you've got Waynedale averaging 9.2 points a game against a team from Northwestern that's averaging 36.2. You've also got Northwestern, which is giving up 18 points a game, and the Bears are giving up 45.4 points a game. What does that compute to? Well, when you look at the Region, 5, Region 18 Division 5 standings, Northwestern is on top of it with their 5-0 and record. Then comes Norway. At number two, Edison is number three, Eastwood four, Swanton five, Gahana Columbus Academy is six, Chippewa is number seven, Triway comes in at eight, and then tied for ninth is Findlay Liberty Benton, along with Genoa area, Orville is in at number 11, and Rossford is at number 12. Now in Division Six, Region 21, the number one team is Cuyahoga Heights, they're also at five and oh. Then tied for second is Louisville St. Thomas Aquinas and Kirtland. At number four is Lisbon David Anderson. Columbia Station Columbia is at number five. Columbiana six. Hillsdale is at number seven even after their loss last week. Independence is at number eight. And then you've got Smithville coming in in a tie with New Middletown Springfield at number nine. And Dalton is at number 12. And the Bears will be facing Dalton next week. So when you look at the schedule coming up, for tonight around the Wayne County Athletic League, some big games. Dalton is playing at Chippewa. That could be an elimination game for either one of those two clubs. Really, it is, Dave. Uh, Dalton and, and Chippewa both want to prove that they are uh, still in contention for the title. Uh, I would imagine that the loser w- would certainly be uh, putting themselves out of it tonight. Smithville is at Norway. That's another one that I don't think it's really that much of an elimination game for Norway, but for Smithville, they need to win that game. Yeah, they, they cannot afford to, a second loss. And as far as the rest of the conference, one other game, Hillsdale, will play at Rittman. And the Bears will be playing at Rittman in about three weeks. And the pack triway is at Fairless. Indian Valley goes to Orville. CVCA will be at Tuslaw. Then in the OCC, it's West Holmes at Barberton. Clearfork goes to Worcester. Ashland is at Mansfield Senior. And independently, Lucas is at Loudonville. The Huskies are 5-0. and They're 2-0 and in the Wayne County Athletic League. They are 2-0 and on the road. Mike Tooth, their head coach in his 17th year, 95 wins against 77 defeats. Last year, this team was... Five and five. And last week, as we said, they won over Hillsdale by 15. Brock Toot last week was 14 of 25 for 264 yards. Derek Duvall, who was playing for the banged-up Isaiah Peterson, ran for 107 yards on 18 carries. The Huskies, as a team, they're returning 14 starters. And of the seven starters that are back on offense, Tim, three of them are senior interior linemen Billy Smith, Dave Agnes, and Trevor Thompson. And that's a combination that wins you football games. Well, and also, Dave, you know, these, these are guys that have uh, taken their lumps already. You know, they, they've been through where the Bears are right now. Uh, young guys that uh, 
didn't have a real good record. And this year you can see, you know, that the experience of playing uh, two, three years, and they got 14 starters back, uh, it shows uh, on an unblemished record so far. And you talk about that. This is the third year starting a quarterback for Brock Toot. He's the leading passer in the area. Last year he threw for 2,006 yards, 18 touchdowns. Isaiah Peterson will play tonight. He'll be returning at running back. And they still have some tough games on their schedule. They've got to play at Norway in two weeks on October 14th. But next week they'll play at home against Chippewa. That's a big game for the Chips. Yeah, those are two really good teams. And, you know, you better believe that uh, they certainly do not want to stub their toe tonight coming into Waynedale uh, and looking ahead. As far as the Bears are concerned, they're 0-5 heading into tonight's game. We'll be back to talk about them and chat with head coach Matt Zerker. We'll do all that when we return on the PNC Bank pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Tim, it's starting to fill up here a little late than never. Better late than never, I guess I should say. Well, I think the crowd may have known that the weather was poor (laughs) and decided, you know, hey, we're not going to get there until we have to. And as we said at the top of the show, the field is in pretty good shape considering that it rained here most of last night and all day today up until about an hour before we went on the air. Yeah, it looks real nice. Um, You know, we'll see pretty early on how the footing is, uh, but uh, at least visually it looks real good. So the Bears head into this one. With an overall record of 0-5, they are 0-2 in conference play under head coach Matt Zerker in his 11th year as head coach of the Waynedale Golden Bears. And for Matt, his career record, 57 wins against 53 career defeats. The Bears are 0-2 here at home. They're 0-3 on the road. We have not talked about the injury problems. We're going to talk about them now. Kyle Ice, who was expected to be one of the Bears' leading blockers this year for the running game at fullback position. He is out for the rest of the year. He's got a finger injury. The doctors recommended that he have surgery, but Kyle decided against that because he wanted to make sure that he would be able to wrestle for his senior year. So the doctors said, well, the second best thing is to just go ahead and rest it. But that means that the Bears are really down to just two running backs in the backfield. That's Logan Stanley and Jared Varner. Yeah, um, they always say next man up, so uh, those two running backs are going to get a big workload and uh, obviously uh, a lot of experience as well. And what really hurts is the fact that Kyle on defense was playing nose tackle for a while, moved to the linebacker position. He was the second leading tackler for the Bears this year, so that's where it's really going to hurt this team is in the defensive end also. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like the Bears can catch a break early in the season here, Dave. You know, the Bears have started out quickly the last two weeks against Hillsdale two weeks ago, last week against Chippewa, taking early leads, but they have not been able to sustain them. No, especially last week, Dave, we came out very aggressive. We had some new personnel in there, uh, was really uh, uh, in attack mode offensively, but like you said, after that first score, um, it's not like we stopped doing that. We just could not punch it in the end zone. We had an untimely turnover, and then, then... In the second half, those woes that we talked about uh, crept in again. And it's things that, you know, the coaching staff has really been working with this team on to try to teach them how to play with the lead. But, you know, at halftime, it just seems when they get into the locker room, 
they almost look as though they have, okay, we've won the first two quarters, we've done our job. Yeah, uh, we certainly have not come out and performed uh, the way we would hope in the second half. And as I mentioned last week, Dave, it doesn't matter how great defensively you may be playing the second half. If you're down at halftime and can't score, you're not going to win. Absolutely. We talked with head coach Matt Zerker about Kyle Ice, the Bears' difficulties on offense in the second half and the defense. And we had a chance to talk to him earlier this week. Matt, last week in the game against Chippewa, things looked good at halftime, down 14-7, to and then everything just seemed to deteriorate quickly. What, what happened in that second half, especially defensively, that led to all the long runs? Well, I think it's a combination again, and you know we have so many of the guys that are playing in all three phases. It's not just a defensive issue. You know, they they got the first drive, they came out fired up. I'm sure they got a, a good butt chew and a halftime, and they came out inspired and had a good drive to start the second half. And um, you know, I thought our kids answered well. We had two different opportunities there to strike or break into the lead, and um, we had a big drop pass on the one when we were behind the secondary, and then we had uh, the fumble on the ten yard line. So. Um, I think after those kind of two plays, uh, we kind of lost the wind in our sail a little bit. Um, they were able to score the next drive, and then really the backbreaker was um, when they had the, the swift kick that ricocheted off our, our front line guy. Um, you know, mentally you could just see our kids really deflated right there and uh, definitely allowed three or four touchdowns in that late third, fourth quarter that, um, yeah, that we weren't, didn't give up in the first half with the way we were playing. You know, unfortunately, with the youth on this team, it just seems like every time we make a mistake, it just gets compounded with a touchdown or, or something else happening, and it just keeps building and building, and you just can't seem to get over that hurdle. Yeah, it takes a lot of a lot of mental toughness to do that, and it's really tough to do with a young team. Um, you know, it takes a lot of physical toughness, especially when you're playing like chip wall. Um, those guys are as good as we'll see up front, very, very physical, run the ball extremely well. Um, their backs run hard, so give you a lot of different looks, too. They don't do a lot of different things out of each of their looks, but they give you a lot of different looks. They go from empty to two-by-two two to unbalanced to, you know, a true um, ram and lion type of look, we call it. So, number one, you mentally recognize. Um, two, got to go out there and you got to be physical and you got to tackle it. Um, you know, we were able to do that for about two quarters, you know, two and a half quarters, but uh, definitely wore down and it showed there at the end of the game. Matt, is it getting to the point in the season where progress is going to be me- measured by something other than just wins and losses? Yeah, well, we've been saying that the last couple of weeks, even with you. You know, we're seeing progress in practice. Um, I think you saw some of that progress for about two and a half quarters last Friday night. Um, you know, we were able to battle a, a pretty good team um, for two and a half quarters and um, offensively, we had 350 yards and, you know, threw the ball pretty efficiently and had about 150, 160 yards rushing and, um, you know, you're seeing progress there. So, um, strides are being made. Uh, these guys are continuing to get better, but, um, sometimes it's hard to see on the scoreboard, especially when you play in quality teams. And again, if you look at the, with this Friday night with Northwestern teams that we've played, um, I think everybody but Tusky that still has a winning record is, you know, in the top eight of their region with, you know, being four and one or five and out coming in. So, um, we're just going to keep pushing, keep grinding. Um, you know, hopefully we, uh, we're seeing some of those improvements, but hopefully the scoreboard will continue to show that here down the stretch. Matt, you moved Ben Farrar back from tight end to the offensive line. First of all, what prompted that move, and did it work out the way you thought it would? You know, uh, for Ben, he's, a, he's been a great team player. Um, you know, he unselfishly moved off the line to begin with, where he was a starter last year. 
Um, he had no issues going back to the offensive line when we asked him to do that a week ago. Um, you know, part of it is it just uh, allows us to get back to having another veteran up front. Uh, Ben's extremely intelligent and a very good communicator, so he just helps kind of solidify what's going on up there. Um, we simplified the scheme some the last couple weeks. Uh, so, you know, taking a tight end out of the offense was uh, okay to do. You know, we weren't using him as much out there. So, a lot of reasons, but um, a lot of it's just a compliment to Ben and give Ben a lot of credit for having a great attitude and going down there. And I thought he played very well Friday night. Um, our pass protection was much better. You saw that in the pass game execution, um, as well as the success we had in the ground game against the pretty physical defense. And also Kyle Ice now is is out for the year with a hand injury. What do you have to do to make up for his absence? Yeah, it hurts anytime you lose a senior like Kyle who's played for four years. Uh, he's also a captain, uh, definitely one of those tough guys. Has battled through um, injuries throughout his career, and obviously again this year. Um, I just give him a lot of credit for that and the perseverance he's shown and what he's given to this team and program. But um, you know, no one guy will replace him. Um, at the same time, it's just going to be another opportunity for an underclassman to, you know, take his on both sides of the ball. So, um, you know, give more kids an opportunity to step up and take advantage of that and hopefully the, the learning they get and the opportunities they get. At the beginning of the year, Matt, you thought that, um, Northwestern was going to be one of the top teams in the league along with everybody else. And of course, they're coming into the game tonight off of their victory over Hillsdale. Are they playing as well as you thought they were going to play this year? Are they, they meeting the expectations that you were expecting out of them? Oh, they've beaten some pretty good football teams. You know, their preseason, they beat Black River and Columbia, who've always had good tradition and are off to pretty good starts. Um, they were able to get Smithville out of the gate, who was, you know, 3-0 coming in in our league. Um, and they were able to get after Hillsdale at Hillsdale, which is always a tough place to play and also one of the, the league favorites. So um, you'd have to say yes to that question. Um, they're able to score points, and they're able to score points in a hurry. Um, they're running the ball effectively enough that you know you have to respect the run. And um, they got three, four wide receivers that have 25 catches each. Two um, does a great job of distributing the ball at quarterback. And um, we saw it last year in our game. You know he'll stand in there and take a hit, deliver the ball, and uh, we're continuing to see that on film again this year. Close to 15 touchdowns. You're doing a lot of things right. Well, Matt, good luck tonight. We'll talk to you after the game. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. We are getting into what is appearing to be more of fall weather, more football weather, Tim. And this one tonight, the wind blowing in, we're going to be under 60 degrees, somewhere around 55 by the time kickoff hits. Yeah, gr- great football weather. I mean, uh, 
Work up a sweat. Stay cool. Um, that, that's what fall weather is all about. Fall and football, Dave. Well, the injury report tonight for the Bears. Kyle Ice is out with a finger ligament injury. That will put him out for the rest of the season. Matt Zimmerly with the hamstring from last week. He will play. Ty Straits with turf toe. He's going to play tonight along with Cole Geyser who's got the club protecting that broken finger. He will play tonight also. Tim, how did the Bears pull the upset tonight? Well, where do we start, Dave? I, I think, first of all, you want to control the ball. We know how explosive Northwestern can be offensively. So the longer the Bears can have the ball and uh, keep their defense off the field, uh, the better. Um, I think also with the amount of, that uh, Northwestern is going to throw tonight, if we can come up with some turnovers, that uh, two, da- two games ago against Triway seemed to be a big catalyst for us. If we could get some of those uh, uh, turnovers, um, you know, we got a shot. Here for the Bears, in order to pull the upset, they need to be able to score in the second half, just plain and simple. They need to put some points on the board in the second half and get that offensive consistency that they have needed all year long, both balance and consistency, and play a full football game instead of just half of it. It's the Bears 0-5 and 0-2 in conference play against the Northwestern Huskies, the top team in the conference at 2-0, and they are 5-0 on the season. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tim Ebert and I will be back with all the play-by-play action of tonight's ball game, Northwestern at Waynedale on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the Achiever in You, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Former Ohio State and NFL quarterback Bobby Hoyne. Growing up in Ohio, the lessons I learned through sports not only helped take me to the Ohio State University and the NFL, but they also apply every day in my career after sports. Lessons that build character, discipline, sportsmanship, and teamwork are what remain long after your playing days are over. Through Interscholastic Athletics, OHSAA member schools help kids build a foundation for a lifetime of success. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg. Murphy's Promotions. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Shout Brothers Farms. Miller Custom Exteriors. Troyer Signs. Dutch Quality Stone. Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Weaver Custom Homes. Reaver Milk Transport of Apple Creek. Clayzak Kitchen and Bath and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. Good evening once again everyone from Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert and tonight we have got high school football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears at home with an 0-2 
conference record. They are 0-5 on the year, taking on the unbeaten and the number one ranked team in Division 5 Region 18, the Northwestern Huskies. The Huskies are 5-0 on the year, and they are 2-0 in conference action this season. Tim, on paper, you would say that this is a monumental task for the Bears, but you don't play the games on paper. You play them on the field. Yeah, that's true, Dave. Uh, if you're Northwestern, uh, the worst thing you could do is to give the Bears some belief that they can win this bowl game. Uh, you want to strike quickly. You want to take any uh, uh, enthusiasm away from the Bears as quickly as you can. And if you're the Bears, you want you want to just hang in there as long as you can, and then anything can happen. And, of course, the weather, as we talked about at the pregame show, Temperature is going to be around 55 degrees at kickoff. The wind is going to be blowing from the north to the south, so it'll be going right into the teeth of one of the teams, Tim. So that could play a, a very integral part in tonight's ball game. But the field, even though it's rained all day long, seems to be in pretty good shape. And it's real easy to think that uh, Northwestern is uh, strictly a passing team, which Toot is an unbelievable quarterback. But they've proven that, that if they have to, they can run as well. So, um, unfortunately for the Bears, they're gifted in both areas. This could be a very interesting quarterback fight here tonight because Derek Reaver as a sophomore is playing some pretty good football as he comes into this football game on the year. Reber is passing at 45%. He's got 556 yards passing on 43 completions. Two is the number one passer in the area this year. 62% of his passes are completed. 1,343 yards. He's got 14 touchdown passes, but three interceptions. Yeah, and what makes them so difficult to defend, Dave, is that, you know, they've got legitimately three receivers. They've got uh, three receivers that have combined for 12 TDs already through five games, and so it's not like like you can just zero in on one go-to guy for the Huskies. They've got like three guys that can catch the ball. Well, Northwestern won the coin toss and deferred to the second half as the wind kicks up and I almost lost my stat sheet and that would be the end for me tonight. We'd have to chase that thing down and into the crowd. But we're about set to go. Northwestern's going to be going from right to left across your computer screen and kicking it off tonight for the Huskies will be Daniel Dietrich. He is a sophomore number 31. The Huskies in their road white jerseys with blue numerals, silver trim, and the blue pants with white trim. The Bears in their home brown uniforms with gold pants, gold numerals, and white trim here tonight. Set back to return Colton Purdy for the Bears. Matt Zimmerly is one of the upbacks. He's usually back there with Purdy, but Purdy now is the single setback. So teeing it up and kicking it off is Dietrich. It's going to be a low-line drive kick, and it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks for the Bears at about the 36-yard line. That being, looks like Ben Farrar picked that one up. So the Bears will have it first and 10. They'll be going from left to right, and they will take it over right at their own 35-yard line is where they spot it. That's an interesting spot. Looked like he downed it right at the 36, but they marked him back to the 35. So the Bears will start out with Derek Reber at quarterback. He's the single setback. Diamond formation out to the left-hand side. Moving in motion is Stanley. Fake handoff. Throw out to the left-hand side to Colton Purdy. Complete at the 40 for a five-yard gain. So the Bears go with a safe pass right off the bat to Colton Purdy, and it will bring up second down and five from the 40-yard line. We've just begun here in this one tonight. 
from Waynedale High School. Going out wide to the left is Purdy. Moving in motion is Stanley to the near side. He gets the handoff on the jet. Stumbles right at the line. He's going to be stacked up at the 41-yard line after a gain of about a yard on the play. Just nothing really developed there for the Bears offensively. Good good pursuit by Northwestern there. Not much for Stanley to get there. Cole Geyser, Ty Straits, Ben Farrar, Dylan Amstutz, and Tyler Motter are the offensive line for the Bears here tonight. Stanley now lines up in the backfield behind Reber, who is in the pistol. Trips out to the left-hand side. It is Purdy down to the right-hand side. Now Purdy... er, Reber gets the snap from center, stumbles, pitches it out around the left-hand side to Stanley, who dives forward for a gain of about five, and he's got the first down out across the 45 to the 46-yard line. So the initial first down of the night belongs to the Bears on the run. And the Dave Derrick did a good job again. He did a lot of that last week, drawing the defender to him and pitching at the last second, giving Stanley the room to pick up that first down. Ball at the 46-yard line. Purdy out wide to the right. Purdy now moves in motion. Throw up the middle. It is incomplete. Tried to go to Jarrett Varner down the middle of the field, and Reber overthrew him. Varner was open. No single, no safety coverage back there, Tim, but Reber just overthrew him. Now it looked like the safety rotated over to cover Purdy uh, as we went down deep that way last week several times, leaving the middle wide open for Varner. So the Bears second down 10 from the 45-yard line. Stanley out slot left, Zimmerly wide left. Trips formation in the diamond formation on the right-hand side. Stanley moves in motion to the near side. High snap, Reber's going to keep it around right end. He's going to be hit and dropped behind the line of scrimmage on a nice play defensively by Northwestern's monster back, Keaton Edwards, the senior. Dave, if he wouldn't have made that play, there was probably two others that could have. Yeah, just no blocking up front on the play. So it'll bring up third down, 15 yards to go back at the 41-yard line. Coming out wide to the left, Cedric Chupp. Zimmerly goes out to the left-hand side. Purdy out to the right-hand side. Stanley lines up to on Reber's left out of the pistol. Snap from center, fake handoff, play action. Now Reber rolls to the left, throws over the middle, complete, and it goes to Zimmerly, and Zimmerly has it at the 46-yard line. So they got the negative yardage back on another five-yard completion, this time to Zimmerly, but it will bring up fourth down and ten. So the Bears will be forced to punt from their own 46-yard line, and Purdy who is averaging over 37 yards a kick this year. Will punt it away with 9.45 left to go in the first quarter. Back set to return for Northwestern is Brandon Reed. High snap, but sideways kick by Purdy, and Reed is going to let it bounce inside his own 25-yard line. It'll be downed at the 21-yard line. 33-yard punt by Colton Purdy and Northwestern will have it when we return with 9.31 left to go we have got no score since 1970 Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor earning a reputation for honesty and integrity they instill those two words into every job Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. 
Northwestern takes the ball over, first and ten from their own 21-yard line. Brock Toot, the quarterback, out of the eye formation. Hand off to the up back, that's Derek Duvall. And Duvall is going to take it inside the line, across the 25, out to the 26-yard line. Check that. That is Shane Smith. Smith, the sophomore running back. He's a bowling ball. He almost looks like the the running back from Ridgewood, or Tusky Valley, excuse me. Well, we've run into a several of those types of running backs, Dave. Very short, but very big. So he gains five yards on the first run from the line of scrimmage. Now out of the shotgun, Toot hands it off up the middle. This time to Duvall, and Duvall struggles forward to the 28-yard line for a gain of three. Duvall had 108 yards rushing last week as he came in to take over for Isaiah Peterson. Peterson not in the lineup right now. He was banged up last week and did not play against Hillsdale. And he's not in the lineup right now as Duvall is at the running back position. Toot out of the shotgun. Duvall to the right of him. Ball in the center of the field. Toot's going to throw it out. Complete on the right-hand side. And it goes to Tanner Carlson. And Carlson has the first down as he takes it out to the 40-yard line on the first completion of the night of 12 yards. That was interesting, Dave. That was the first pass that Toot has had to throw into the wind. Uh, Looked pretty good. So Carlson with his first catch of the night for 12 yards and a first down for Northwestern. Toot out of the shotgun. Handoff around the right-hand side to Brandon Reed. Reed cuts it across the 40, out to the 45. Stutter steps, and he's going to be hit at about the 48-yard line and dropped right there by a gang of Wayndale tacklers, including Logan Stanley and Ben Farrar. An eight-yard gain on the play by Brandon Reed. So, so far, we've seen an array of not only formations, but different offensive plays by Northwestern. Lots of different people touching the ball so far. Parker Smith is in the backfield now for Northwestern. He's a junior running back. Running backs on each side. Two pump fake to the left. Now he's going to throw it up the left-hand side. Incomplete. Tried to get it up that left-hand side to Tristan Amon, the senior. But he overthrew him, and it will bring up third down at two. Toot has been completing 62% of his passes on the year, but this will bring up third down and a long two. Coming out wide to the left is Tanner Carlson. Reed goes slot left. Toot out of the shotgun. He's got Duvall to the left of it. Handoff, fake handoff. Toot now throws out to the left. Complete to Reed. Reed across midfield. He's going to break into the clear to the 30, to the 25-20. He's going to go all the way to the house for the touchdown and the Northwestern Huskies. 53-yard touchdown pass. To Brandon Reed, and it is six nothing, Northwestern with seven thirty left to go in this first quarter of play. Boy, he was wide open on the left hand side and just outran Carson Ledford to the house for the score. In to attempt the extra point is Parker Smith. He's a sidewinder. Snap is good. Parker Smith puts it up and through the upright. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. And your score from Waynedale. It is Northwestern 7 and the Bears nothing.
Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs, and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy-efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction, 857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Okay, so this noodle bowl, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that, nice, right? Saute on medium high. Brown, ooh, browning nicely. Now the broth, it's Asian inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge perfection. Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork, be inspired. Well, for the first time in two weeks, the Bears have not taken an early lead. They are now down 7 to nothing after the 53-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Reed. And Huskies will kick it off, and it will be taken in by Ben Farrar again on a low-line drive kick, just a slip kick, and Farrar will take it at his own 34-yard line. Dave, we may end up seeing a lot of those types of kicks tonight. Um, you know, when the Bears are only averaging nine points on offense, uh, you know, the Huskies are going to make them prove that they can do something on offense. They have no reason to kick it deep. So the ball will be at the 34-yard line of Waynedale, 7.28 to go in the first quarter. Bears down 7 to nothing. We'll give you the officials after this first play from the line of scrimmage. Zimmerly goes out wide to the left, Chuck slot left. Purdy out wide to the right, that's the near side. Bears going from left to right. Reber out of the pistol with Stanley, now to his left-hand side. Snap from center, fake handoff to Stanley. Reber looks up the field, it is over the head of Colton Purdy and incomplete. Your officials for tonight's game, Randy Thompson is the head referee, James Thornsbury the umpire, Matt Clark the head linesman, Saul Lamovsky is the line judge, and Craig Greenley the back judge. Second and ten for the Bears. They've got Max Lemon into the ball game now. Jarrett Varner, slot right, Purdy, wide right. Zimmerly goes out to the left-hand side. Now Stanley's going to line up slot left as Zimmerly goes out wide left. Varner moves to the left. Now two people are moving in motion for the Bears, and it will be an illegal procedure as Reber just keeps it right up the middle and gains maybe a yard, but it's all for naught as the Bears will be hit with the first penalty of the ballgame. Right from the start of that play, Dave, we seem to be uh, very, very confused. Derek was moving lots of people around, and I don't think we ever did get set. So a legal procedure on the play. Two men in motion, actually. And Mike Toot, the head coach of the Huskies, will accept the penalty and knock the Bears back five yards. 7.19 left to go. And it brings up second down and 15 yards to go for the Bears. Same formation, this time with Varner. Now to the right-hand side of Reber. Ball still on the near hash mark. Stanley moves in motion to the near side. Play action. Throw over the middle. Complete to Varner. Varner's going to be hit and dropped right at the 45-yard line on a big hit on the play by Ryan Schwartz. But he's got the first down after the 15-yard completion. Excellent catch by Varner, Dave. He took quite a wallop by the safety. Uh, the first time we tried that play, no safety help. There definitely was help there that time. So the Bears first down, ball at the 45-yard line. 
Lemon goes out wide to the left. Now they're in that trips diamond formation to the left-hand side, moving in motion to Stanley from right to left. Handoff goes to Stanley. He's going to cut it right up the gut and take it across the 50 into Northwestern Territory, and he'll be down at the 47-yard line. That's an 8-yard gain by Logan Stanley. And the Bears will bring up second down and two yards to go. Moving in motion now is Stanley. Reber's going to keep it right up the middle. He cuts it across inside the 45, down to the 42-yard line. Gain of five yards on the play by Reber. And it's a first down again for the Bears. So now the Bears appear to have something going offensively against this tough Northwestern defense. And that's exactly what we need to have, Dave. We need to have several offensive plays. Take some time off the clock, shorten the game down. Chubb and Max Lemon, number 84, moving in in and out, bringing in the plays to Derek Reber. Now Reber's going to run in the option to the right-hand side, pitches it out to Stanley. Stanley takes it right down to the 40-yard line after a gain of three. This is what the Bears have to do and stay consistent with it throughout the entire game, Tim. This brings up second and seven at the Northwestern 40-yard line. Yeah, it's just a 7 nothing ball game, Dave, but with the uh, one-play drives and big plays we've been giving up, it is, it's almost vital to keep the ball on the, in the offense's hands. Max Lennon, 84, he moves in, and Chupp, number 33, leaves the game. 5.35 left to go in the first quarter. Reber, empty backfield now as Purdy is out wide to the near side. Now moving in motion to Stanley to the far side. High snap, but Reaver brings it down. Throws it out into the flat, complete to Purdy. Purdy inside the 40, down to the 38-yard line. Boy, that was a nice play by Reaver. That 6-2 frame brought that thing down. And after the two-yard completion on the play to Purdy, his second catch of the night for seven yards, it brings up third down and a long five. Five minutes exactly left to go in the first quarter. Purdy is out to the near side. Ball in the near hash mark. Now Zimmerly goes out wide to the left. Lemon, slot left, and at the wing is Jared Varner. Stanley moves off to the right-hand side of Reber. High snap goes over the head of Reber. Ball is loose, and it'll be picked up by Northwestern as they recover the fumble. Parker Smith recovers it at midfield for Northwestern. Just another high snap from center. I was going to say, we got away with that first bad snap. That one was just way too high for Derek. So 4.42 left to go in the first quarter, and your score from Waynedale. It's Northwestern 7, the Bears nothing. Since 1981, Troyer Signs have provided quality service to those in and out of the Waynedale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Well, while you were away, Brock Toot ran the play quickly and threw a 13-yard completion to Amon out on the right-hand side. Tristan Amon, one of the leading receivers, that's his 20th catch of the year for Northwestern, brought up a first down. Throw out into the flat, complete to Reed. Reed at the 40 of Waynedale to the 35, to the 30. He's going to be hogtied and wrestled down by Zimmerly, but not until he gained 11 yards on that completion and another first down for the Huskies. That's the second catch of the night by Reed. 
Toot is now four of five passing for 75 yards. Handoff right up the middle. It goes to Smith. Smith cuts it right up the middle to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Well, he broke right into the open just like Chippewa did last week. Cut it right up the middle and went in for the score. Well, Dave, when they have so many receivers that we're paying attention to with our defensive backs and our linebackers get sucked in. Once they break that initial line of scrimmage, there is no help, and it's clear sailing to the end zone. So the 39-yard touchdown run by Parker Smith makes it a 13-0 Northwestern lead. And Smith, who just ran that 39-yarder in for the score, will come in to attempt the extra point. Wind blowing right now in Smith's face. Smith lines it up. Brock Toot is the snapper. Snap is down, and the kick is put up, and it is good. 4.06 left to go in this first quarter of play, and your score from Apple Creek. It is Northwestern now 14, and the Bears nothing. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. 4.06 left to go in the first quarter of play, and the Huskies have jumped out on top of this one 14 to nothing. Just when the Bears had something offensively going, again, a turnover gives it back to the Huskies, and they take it in for the score. Uh, we have such a thin margin of error, Dave. Uh, you know, just that high snap, and, and suddenly you're down 14. So Dan Dietrich will kick the ball off. Colton Purdy in the backfield. Now, the first two kickoffs have been low-line drive, just squibs, and that's what Dietrich does again. He throws, kicks it right into... One of the upbacks for Waynedale, that being Rhett Hofaker. Hofaker, the sophomore, grabbed it in. Last week, that bounced off his chest. This week, he caught it. Hey, he was facing the kicker that time. He was. So the Bears will take it over first and ten at their own 48-yard line, which is where they will start. Bears have actually moved the football here tonight. The fumble really cost them on the last possession. 4.06 left to go in the first quarter. Reber. Out of the pistol, handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley. He'll take it two yards right up the middle to the 50, where he is stacked up and down by Derek Duvall. Ryan Swartz came up from his monster back position to pick up a part of that tackle also. Give him about two yards on the carry. That's five carries tonight, 19 yards for Logan Stanley. Clock under four minutes and running. Chop out wide to the left, Zimmerly slot left. Varner in the wing left. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw out into the flat. Complete to Purdy. He's in Northwestern territory and dropped at the 49-yard line. Just a yard completion on that pass play. Dave, you can already see Northwestern making adjustments. The first couple of pass attempts over to Purdy, he had a good five-yard cushion. That cushion is no longer there anymore. So you would think that the Bears sometime here in this next play or two are going to go deep to Purdy. 3.05 3.05 left to go in the quarter. It's 14-0 Northwestern. Chup, wide left. It's third down, seven yards to go. 
Reber moves Stanley over to the left-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Good snap. Reber's going to throw it out to Varner, and it is incomplete. He let him too far. Third incompletion. He's five for eight tonight, Reber is. But on that third down, incompletion means the Bears have to punt the ball away with 2.53 to go in the first quarter. So the Bears will punt it away from their own 49-yard line. Purdy had a 33-yard kick his first time. Back set to return is Brandon Reed. Good snap. Purdy gets the kickoff. High end over end kick that will go out of bounds and right into the net, which is not where you want to punt the football because it's about 15 yards out of play. Now the linesman will walk forward, and let's see where he's going to spot that football. It'll be out of bounds at the 26-yard line. So that's about a 23-yard punt by Purdy, one of the worst ones that he's had this year, and Northwestern will take it over first and 10 at their own 26. Dave, it's imperative that the Bears make the uh, Huskies work for it. Uh, It'd be interesting to look back through the season and see how many uh, scoring plays have gone from 30 yards and plus. So 2.46 left to go. Toot out of the shotgun. Hand off to Duvall. Duvall off right tackle. Stacked up and down right away by Logan Stanley of Ben Farrar. Looked like Ty Straits might have been on that in on that tackle also. Just a no gain on the play for Duvall. And it brings up Second down, 10 yards to go. So the defense for the Bears, stout on that play. Now Toot with the ball to the right of him. Low snap. Toot's going to throw it out into the flat to Amon. Complete. He gets by Reber across the 30 to the 40. Cuts it upfield across midfield into Waynedale territory. And he'll be brought down right at midfield is where they will spot him after a 24-yard completion and a first down for the Huskies. David, just doesn't seem like we're matching up real well. It always seems like there's more white jerseys for Northwestern than the Brown jerseys for Waynedale. Five of six passing for Toot now, 99 yards unofficially. He's got Reed out wide to the left. Toot runs it right up the middle to Duvall, and Duvall takes it into Waynedale territory across the 45 down to the 43. Gain of seven on the play for Duvall. And I'm not sure we're going to see Peterson tonight. We haven't seen him out on offense at all tonight for the Huskies. And if he's at all dinged up, um, I don't think there's a need to see him. Not the way this has gone tonight. He did not play last week against Hillsdale. Low snap. Toot hands it off to Duvall right up the middle. Duvall stacked up by Ben Farrar. Also Amstutz in on the play and Ty Strait. Gain of three, and it is close to a first down. He's going to be about a yard short. Call it third down and a yard to go. That's his fourth carry, Duvall, for 13 yards going to be a short one yard to go with a minute 20 left in this first quarter. Northwestern up 14-0. Toot out of the shotgun. Low snap. Hand off to Duvall and Duvall is going to be hit and dropped behind the line. No, it's a pitch out to Amon. Boy, a great fake by Toot. Had me faked out and threw it out to the right hand side to Amon and Amon picked it up for thir- for a eight yard gain and a first down. Hey, don't feel bad, Dave. I certainly thought that the Bears had uh, tackled the ball carrier behind the line of scrimmage and he didn't even have the ball. So calling an eight-yard gain on the play for Amon. And a first down to the Waynedale 32-yard line. Amon moving in motion. He's going to run the jet around the left-hand side. Cuts it upfield at the 30, and he's going to be dropped right there after a two-yard gain. Nice play by Ben Farrar for the 
Waynedale Golden Bears. So they try it again. Amon with a three-yard gain. He's got two carries tonight. For I believe yards. there's holding on the play, Dave. Up, flag down. Didn't see that one. Holding against the Huskies, and that will knock them back ten yards. Back to the 39-yard line. First penalty of the night for the Huskies. 105 left to go. Now the clock stopped after the penalty. 14-0. Northwestern on top of it, but they're in Wayndale territory at the 39. Now the clock will be put in play. Handoff to Duvall, off right up the middle. And he takes it to the 35-yard line where he is stacked up and brought down by a host of bear tacklers. So after a gain of call it four yards on the play for Duvall, it brings up second down and 12 yards to go. Checking into the lineup, Parker Smith leaving the ball game is Tanner Carlson, the sophomore. Two set backfield now for two, one on each side. Receivers out wide to the right. Handoff goes to Smith. Smith hit right at the line of scrimmage and stumbles forward to the 32-yard line. So a gain of two yards on the play to Smith. And it will bring up third down and 10 yards to go from the Wayndale 33. 10 seconds to go. That's going to do it. Well, let's see. Northwestern hurrying up the line of scrimmage, trying to get the playoff. Four seconds to go in the quarter. Two with one second. Didn't get it off, and that will end the first quarter of play. We played one from Apple Creek here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Your score at the end of one period of play. It is Northwestern 14, Waynedale nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Well, we've got a couple of guests coming up on our Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report here tonight. Mark Albert Sr., the head coach of the Orville Girls basketball team, will join us. And Sammy Ice, who just got her 1,000th career kill, will be joining us at halftime also. That coming up at the end of this quarter. We just begin the second quarter. Bears now will be going into the teeth of the wind. As Northwestern has it, pump fake two. He's going to roll out to the right on third and ten. Cuts across the 25 to the 20. He's inside the 15, down to the 10. Struggles forward near the 7. Breaks a tackle and into the end zone for the touchdown. He broke a scrum of about five players and came out on the other side for the score. And the 33-yard touchdown run on the first play from the line of scrimmage here in this second quarter gives Northwestern a 20 to nothing lead. Well, I don't know how he broke that tackle, Tim, but 
He did. He had five guys around him, around the seven-yard line, and came out on the other side. Mason Wilhelm, he is the holder for Northwestern. Brock Toot, the snapper, and Parker Smith drills it right through. So we'll take a timeout, 11.47 to go in the half. And your score, it's Northwestern 21, Waynedale nothing. Hard work, honesty, genuine care. Traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzac is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one-of-a-kind. Clayzac will design your project on their 3D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691, and check us out on Facebook or at clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com. Well, after that 33-yard touchdown run, Northwestern, Squibb kicks it up the field again, kicking it off, and it'll be taken in by Gordon Chuck and Cedric Chuck, excuse me. And the Bears will start it. He'll be down it right at the 33-yard line. So the Bears will have it first and 10. We've only played 14 seconds of this second quarter. Big plays continue to haunt us, Dave. Uh, we had... Many of them last week, and uh, we've got three over 30 yards tonight already. So 11.46 to go before halftime, and the Bears come out down 21 to nothing. Stanley, the single set back behind Reber, trips out to the left. Varner, Zimmerly, and Max Lemon. Now moving to the left-hand side is Stanley. Reber is going to flip it out to the right-hand side to Stanley, and he is brought down at the 30. That could have been a pass. Yeah, he was trying to run the option, but he actually pitched that overhand, Dave. Yeah, and that could have been a pass, but they're going to say that it was not. It was a fumble by the quarterback, and that's the loss of three by Logan Stanley as he is down back at his 30-yard line. So it's second down. Call it 14 yards to go from the Bears' 30. Reber moves Stanley over to the right-hand side. Now Zimmerly in motion. Fake handoff. And Reber throws it up the middle. Incomplete. In and out of the hands of, looked like Jared Varner, and that's who it was at the 40-yard line. He had it right in his bread basket, but couldn't bring it in. Well, Northwestern's done a good job the last two times bringing that safety pretty hard, and uh, I think Jared could see him coming as he was trying to catch that ball. Clock stopped with 11.04 to go in the quarter. Reber. Ball resting at the 30-yard line on third down 14. Looks out to the right, throws it over to Varner, and Varner dropped the ball and then gets hit immediately by Reed. Varner didn't like that, but the ball fell to the ground incomplete. Fourth down, 14 yards to go, and it's punting time again for Waynedale. Reber is misconnected on his last three attempts. 11 minutes to go in the quarter, and Purdy will be punting into the wind. 
and it is a strong wind right into his face. I was going to say, Dave, I think the wind has picked up since the game began. So Purdy will punt the ball away from his own 30-yard line. Back set to return is Reed. Low snap from center. Purdy picks it up. He's got to run it. He's just going to run it out of bounds at the 22-yard line. Snap was low. Purdy could not pick it up. And then ended up just running out of bounds with the football at the... They're going to put him down at the 23-yard line. Wow. And now Northwestern has got it first and 10 at the Waynedale 23. And we've had some issues snapping the ball today, Dave. Um, I guess the question would be whether it's a wet ball or what. Well, it's the same field for both teams. And Northwestern doesn't seem to be having any problems snapping the football tonight. 10.54 left to go. Toot drops straight back. Looks over the middle. And he's got it complete to Reed. Reed at the 20-yard line. Gain of two yards on the play. Nice stop by Derek or by Logan Stanley out there and Matt Zimmerly. Two-yard completion by Brock Toot. He's got a 101 yards throwing here tonight. Three catches on the evening for Brandon Reed. One for a touchdown, and he's got 64 yards in the receptions. We're under 10-20 left to go. Now two to under center. Pitches the ball out on the left-hand side to Derek Duvall. Duvall takes it down to the 10-yard line. He's got a first down after a gain of eight yards on the carry. You know, Duvall did a great job coming in last week. Uh, man, he's a big boy too, Dave. And I did see Peterson over there on the sideline, but Peterson is away from the rest of his team. Talking to one of the coaches, now he inches up closer to his team, but on the last possession by the Bears, he was a good 15 yards away from the rest of his team. Toot again under center, and he hands it off up the middle on the play, and that goes to Shane Smith. And Smith takes it right into the heart of the Waynedale defense, and he stopped up right at the 10-yard line for no gain at second a goal. Ty Streetson in that tackle along with Ben Farrar and stacking him up, Logan Stanley. Nine and a half minutes to go in the half. Toot, again under center, is there in the red zone. And he crouches like a catcher underneath the center. Handoff goes to Smith. Now pitches that nose. Smith did keep it, and he's going to be stacked up right at the 10-yard line again for no gain. The interior of our line have done a real good job clogging up holes. There's no room up the middle on the last two plays, Dave. So Northwestern just ran the ball right up the middle on the last two plays, and now they're going to bring in their passing unit on third down and goal to go. They bring into the ball game Nick Letterly and Amon, and they bring them out wide to the right. Reed goes wide to the left. Now out of the shotgun, two. Good, good protection. He's going to run the ball right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up at the five and dropped right there. Logan Stanley again in on the tackle along with Ty Strait. Yeah, that time our linebacker stayed home. Once Toot got, uh, broke the line of scrimmage, they were there to bring him down. So a five-yard gain. It will be fourth down, goal to go from the five-yard line, and Northwestern will go for it up 21-0. Toot out of the shotgun. Single setback is Reed right behind him. Now Toot, pump fake, is going to throw into the end zone, and it's intercepted by Purdy. Purdy at the 10. He's got a lot of greenies. All he's got to do is beat Toot. 
Cuts to the right, to midfield. He's going to take it down to the 20, to the 15. He's going to be caught from behind on a great hustle play by Northwestern's Brandon Reed to chase him down at the 15-yard line. An 85-yard touchdown or interception returned by Colton Purdy has set up the Bears in Northwestern territory at the 15. Well, we talked at the beginning of the day, day, game, Dave, that uh, turnovers could be the uh, energizer for the Bears. It was two weeks ago against Triway, and Colton Purdy came up with a huge interception. Not only a turnover, but where it happened, right down there on the goal line. Right there on the goal line, and he just took it and took it 85 yards. And had it not been for a great hustle play by the senior, Brandon Reed, he would have gone to the house for the score. But instead, the Bears have it first and ten from the Northwestern 15-yard line with eight minutes exactly left to go in the half. Reber moves Stanley over to the right-hand side. Good snap. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. Complete to Purdy, or Zimmerly, excuse me, down to the one-yard line where it will be a first down for the Bears and goal to go. If we could punch it in here, Dave, this would be a huge momentum boost for the Bears. Bring them within 14. Brand new ball game heading into halftime. 7.45 left to go in the half. Reber, as Purdy comes out of the ball game now. Now the Bears go with their jumbo package. In the backfield is Max Lemon. Moving in motion is Stanley. Stanley's going to cut it right up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped right at the two-yard line for a loss of a yard. 7.20 left to go in the quarter. Stanley dropped for a one-yard loss. He's got seven carries tonight for 15 yards. He started out so promisingly with five carries, 19 yards, and then has lost four on his last two carries. Now, Lemon lines up to the right of Reber. Moving in motion is Varner to the far side. Reber's going to keep it around the right-hand side. He's going to be hit and dropped at the four. Two-yard loss on the play. And now the Bears will use a timeout on third down and goal at now the, they're going to spot the ball right at the five yard line. 6.53 left to go. We're going to keep it right here, here in this first half. So when they got first and goal down at the one, Tim, they've just done nothing but move backwards on the first two plays. And now all of a sudden they've got it third and goal at the five. Well, you know, getting it down there that close, uh, it's just who wants it more, you know. Northwestern clearly does not want to give up a score here to the Bears. Uh, probably upset that they turned the ball over, and it's just man on man now. Well, that was the fourth interception, by the way, that Brock Toot has thrown this year. And Purdy, his third interception of the year, took an 85 yards, set the Bears up in good position, and then the 14-yard completion to Zimmerly put the Bears down at the Northwestern one, but. Now is when you've got to go imano imano and really push some guys off the ball. You know, I'd like to see them take Derek right up underneath the center once. Or once, um, you know, we 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 hike it backwards uh, five yards, and we, we've been losing yardage the last two plays. Six fifty-three left to go before halftime. Bears down twenty-one nothing. Third and goal. Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Reber rolls out to the left looking to pass, looking into the end zone throws it into the corner, incomplete right at the flag to Colton Purdy it was a little too low and Reber got hit immediately by Ryan Schwartz 
when Matt Zerker said earlier this week that Ryan Swartz, not only does he play the monster position, but he is a monster. He gets in on almost every tackle that Northwestern makes. Um, Reaver barely had any time to get rid of that. So it's fourth down goal to go, and the Bears have no alternative but to go for it as Kevin Stacy and Matt Zerker talk things over, and they're going to let the clock just run out and take another timeout. So the Bears down 21 to nothing, 6.47 to go before half, fourth and goal from the five, and you know, you, you make a good point, Tim, that the Bears normally don't move under center when they're in that red zone, and they always just keep snapping the ball out of the spread formation. Now they've got a situation where their backs are against the wall, it's fourth down, and five yards to go, but really fourth and goal, I should say, but it's at the five-yard line. Northwestern overhuddled around their head coach, Mike Toot, and they want to stop the Bears here and not let Waynedale come within two scores. No, letting the Bears in at this point would give them a, a breath of life, Dave, uh, make them um, obviously play harder uh, for the remainder of the half, keeping them out. You know, that, that's clearly what Northwestern wants to do right now. This is where the Bears are hurt by the injury to Kyle Ice. He would be one that could really block some players and be in for protection for Reaver. Stanley lines up right behind Reaver. Ball on the far hash mark. Here we go. Trips out to the left-hand side. Purdy, single receiver out to the right. Reaver drops back, looks into the end zone. He's going to tuck it under. He's going to run it close to the end zone. Fumbled the football. It's close to the goal line, and it will go back to Northwestern as they pick it up at the one-yard line. Third fumble of the night by the Bears here in this ball game. 6.39 left to go. They've lost two of them. And the Bears are turned away on fourth and goal. And Northwestern will take it over first and ten from their own one-yard line. You know, Dave, even though he fumbled, I don't think he had the necessary yardage to get in anyway. No, he really didn't. He was hit right at the three and tried to struggle forward, and that's what caused the ball to come loose. So Northwestern will go shotgun. They will on first and ten from their own one-yard line. Setbacks on both sides. Toot, he's going to throw the ball out of the end zone, throws it up the field, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Brandon Reed. He had run past the Bears' cornerback on the play, Leo Picar. Bears have really been hit by the injury bug, and they are forced to play a lot of players that they normally would not be playing in situations. Second down, 10 yards to go from the one-yard line. Northwestern with their backs to their own goal line. Two out of the shotgun. He's got running backs on each side of him. And the handoff will go to Duvall. He's hit right at the line. Is he in the end zone? They're going to say he got out of it. That could be a safety, but they're going to say he just crossed the goal line and is brought down about six inches outside the end zone. Oh, excellent job. I believe that was Ty Straits getting in there. Really laid the hammer on him, Dave. Uh, yeah, you're right. He barely got out. Boy, you could say that that was a safety, but they put him down just about the one-foot line. So it's third down goal. Toot looking over to his father, the head coach, barking out the plays. He's got 
Running backs on each side of him. Two gets the snap. Drops back. Looks up the field. It is complete to Amon. Amon at the three. Breaks free at the five to the ten. He's got the first down to the 15. And he's out near the 19-yard line. Brought down at the 19 after a 19-yard completion. Excellent job. One bear tackler had a chance at him, Dave. He slipped that tackle and was off for 19 yards. Third catch of the ball game by Amon, but that one a big one as they pick up the first down with their backs to their end zone. Ball just shy of the 20 with five and a half minutes to go. Talk with Mark Albert Sr., the Orville girls basketball coach, coming up at halftime of this one. 21 nothing. the score. Toot out of the shotgun, hands it off to Duvall. Duvall, boy, he always gets positive yardage, or seems to. Boy, he, his body just continues to move forward even after he's hit. Gains three on the pickup. And the ball out to the 23-yard line. Second down, seven yards to go. Ball at the 23. Amon comes out wide to the left. Reed out to the left-hand side also. Coming out wide right is Letterly. Two running backs in the backfield. Toot's going to throw it out to the flat. It is complete to Reed. Reed at the 30. He's got the first down across the 30 out to the 32. Ball came loose, but it was after the whistle on the play. That's an eight-yard completion and another first down for the Huskies. You know, Toot's got some really impressive statistics this first half, Dave, but much like Hillsdale, most of his passes are only about five yards off the line of scrimmage. He really has not gone deep yet tonight. He tried to go deep one time, and he overthrew his intended receiver. So it is first down and 10 yards to go after the completion. Toot, he's going to throw it out in the flat, complete to Amon. Amon at the 30, 35-40. He's got another first down, run out of bounds at the 45 by Colton Purdy. They'll say at the 46-yard line after a gain of 15 on the play. That's the 12th first down of the night by Northwestern as the wind starts to kick up. And on first down and 10, handoff up the middle goes to Duvall. Duvall fumbled the football, it's loose, and the Bears have recovered it at their own 42-yard line. Boy, Duvall just coughed it up trying to get extra yardage. He gained four yards and then coughed it up at the 50, and the Bears were right there to pop on it at their own 42-yard line. Well, Dave, Northwestern keeps uh, giving us another chance. This one you think they're going to slam the door and... uh... Put the Bears away. Two consecutive turnovers give the Bears extra life. So the Bears take it over at their own 40. They're going to say the 43-yard line. First and 10 for Waynedale with 4:10 to go before halftime. Down 21 to nothing. Rebert out of the straight shotgun now. Diamond formation. Moving in motion is Logan Stanley. Fake handoff. Reber's going to keep it right up the middle, and he'll be dropped for a yard loss. Boy, the Bear Northwestern smelled that one out right away. Parker Smith came up from his cornerback position and made the stop. So it's second down and 11 yards to go from the 43-yard line. Purdy will come out to the left-hand side along with Zimmerly. Jarrett Barner goes out wide right. Barner's playing both running back and receiver tonight. 
Now Stanley moves over to the right wing slot. Max Lemon behind Reber. Moving in motion to Zimmerly. Fake throw over the middle. Complete to Purdy. He's got it at the 45 to the 40. He's going to take it to the house. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Bears. Fifty-eight-yard touchdown pass to Colton Purdy, and the Bears have cut it now to twenty-one to six. That is for Colton Purdy on the year. That is his second touchdown reception of the season, and the Bears now all of a sudden have cut things down to 21-6. Andy Ford will come in to attempt the extra point. Purdy the holder. Good snap, and the kick is blocked. Boy, coming in is Parker Smith, and he blocked it right off the tee. 3.19 to go in this first half of play on your score. It is Northwestern 21, Waynedale 6. Breakfast time is the best time at Dev's Den. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11, and Sundays, 9 to noon, start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Dev's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Dev's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Dev's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek, working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. Well, it's been the Colton Purdy Show tonight. So far, Tim, he's got an interception for 85 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's the leadership you're looking for, Dave. You know, in, in games like this, uh, you know, you're looking for somebody to put up some fight, and Colton certainly has done that. Ford will kick it off, and he kicks it off deep. It'll be taken in by Brandon Reed. It is 20 to the 25, cuts to the far side to the 30, out to the 35, gets the sideline, turns the corner to the 45 in Waynedale territory, hurdles a man across the 30 and down to the 25-yard line. So just when the Bears get momentum, it turns right back around. That's a 55-yard return by Brandon Reed. And it will put Northwestern sitting pretty at the Wayndale 25-yard line with 3.06 remaining in this first half. And they have got all three timeouts. Boy, just when something good happens for the Bears, then something turns around and goes the other direction. Mason Sargent in the backfield now. Two throws out into the right flat, complete to Amon. Amon across the 20, inside the 15, and pushed out of bounds by Derek Reber at the 13-yard line for a gain of 12 and another first down. Amon now has six carries, or six receptions tonight in the ball game for 98 yards. Another first down. Out of the shotgun. Hand off right up the middle. It is going to be Sargent. 
and Sargent will be hit right at the 15-yard line for a loss of a yard. That is his first carry of the night. Was that Parker Smith? That looked more like Sargent, but it could have been Parker Smith, and we'll, we'll give him the carry. And now the throw out on the left-hand side to Brandon Reed, and Reed takes it in for the completion and the score from 15 yards out, and then he is hit after the play by one of the Bears, and a personal foul will be called. So a personal foul is called against the Bears after that 15-yard touchdown reception. Touchdown pass and reception by Reed. So a flag on the play. Again, the touchdown to Brandon Reed. That's his second of the night. Makes it 27 to 6. Personal foul against the Bears. And Parker Smith will come in to attempt the extra point. 162 yards passing tonight by Brock Toot. He is 12 of 14. And Smith comes in to get the extra point. It is up and good, and another flag is down. Now we've got some pushing and shoving away from the ball. The back judge called this one. I think it's going to be a hold against the... I'm not sure who it's going to be against as the officials are discussing it, and let's see what the call will be now. And it looks like they're looking over at Northwestern. Now they're looking at Waynedale. Which way do we go? Which way do we go? Another personal foul called against the Bears. That's two in a row that will be assessed on the kickoff. It's 30 yards, Dave. Yeah. What are the odds they're going to try an onside kick? Well, they've been squibbing all night long. That's three penalties tonight for 35 yards, but two in a row personal foul penalties. 2.29 left to go before half. It's 28-6. to six. And now the Bears will be kicking off, or I should say Northwestern will be kicking off, basically from inside Waynedale territory. Yeah, I'm interested to see where they actually put the ball down. Well, it should be about the 30. They're going to spot it at the 40. Personal foul, there's the first one. And they'll mark it over 15 yards, so they'll knock off two of them. So the first one will take it down to the 45 of Waynedale, and the second one should mark it down to the 30. So that's where Northwestern is going to be kicking off. I don't believe I've ever seen a shorter kickoff. I've seen two personal foul penalties, but not in consecutive plays. They're normally bunched together, and you either take one or the other, but this one was on two consecutive plays. One on the end of the touchdown run, and then the second on the extra point. 2.29 left to go, so Northwestern's actually going to be kicking it off from the Waynedale 30-yard line. And you might as well go for an onside kick here if you're Northwestern. Dan Dietrich is going to kick it off. They've been squibbing all night long, and you would expect that they will just kick it at one of the upbacks. I'll be real honest, Dave. I don't even know why we have a deep back. Yeah, we've got Colton Purdy back at the goal line just in case they decide to just pop it up in the air. Northwestern bunched up 
And Dietrich will kick it off from the Waynedale 30. Dietrich approaches it. He's going to squib it across the field. And it will be taken in by Jarrett Varner at the 12-yard line. So the Bears do recover the onside kick. Four kickoffs tonight by Northwestern. Four. And all four have been squibs, and the Bears have just dropped down. They have just totally negated the Bears' return game. Well, the other thing, Dave, is, is you know, the Waynedale offense is going to have to give Northwestern a reason to kick it deep. Um, clearly, Northwestern is uh, not showing much respect to our offense because they don't really care uh, where we start our drives from. So, Waynedale will start at first and ten from, the nor- from their own 12-yard line. They're going to say the 13-yard line. But you've, you're right, Tim. They, the last two weeks, defenses have really not shown the Bears' offense any respect. Rebert, alone in the backfield, moves in motion. That is Stanley. Stanley's going to get the handoff off the left-hand side. Stiff arms a man, takes it out across the 15 to the 18-yard line. Five-yard pickup on the play for Logan Stanley. And it is second down and five yards to go from the, they're going to say now, the 17-yard line. So it's second down and six yards to go for the Bears. Reber with Stanley right behind him. Diamond formation out to the right. Now Stanley moves over slot left. Zimmerly is wide left. Ball in the near hash mark. Reber slaps his hand. Stanley moves in motion to the right. Fake handoff. Reber throws it over the middle. Complete to Varner. Varner takes it across the 20 out to the 21-yard line. It's going to be a four-yard completion to Jared Varner. His second catch of the night for 19 yards. And it is third down and call it a short yard to go at the 23. Bears have only one timeout left, a minute and a half to go in this first half. Purdy out wide to the right, Zimmerly wide to the near side, the left. Stanley lines up right behind Reber. Now Max Lemon lines up in the stack right behind Zimmerly. Handoff up the middle, it goes to Logan Stanley. He's out across the 25, and he's got the first down after a game of two. Nine carries on the first half. By Logan Stanley, he's now got 22 yards, a minute 13 left to go. And the Bears, taking their time, Chup out wide to the left, Purdy, check that, that is Zimmerly, slot left. Stanley moves to the left of Reber on the far hash mark. High snap, Reber throws it over the middle, complete to Zimmerly at the 40. Cuts it to the right-hand side, and he's going to be brought down at the 45-yard line. 20-yard completion on the play from Reber to Zimmerly. His third catch of the night. The Bears once again exploiting that middle of the field, Dave. It's pretty wide open. Another first down on the play. Ball at the 45-yard line, under a minute to go. Reber, high snap. He's going to throw the ball down the middle, and it is over the head of Jared Varner and incomplete. Good thing because he was triple covered. So it's second down and 10 yards to go for the Bears from their own 45 with 45 seconds exactly to go before halftime. Our Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report coming up just 45 seconds away. We'll talk with Mark Albert Sr. and Sammy Ice coming up towards the end of the first half. Trips out wide to the left. Single setback up to the far side is Jared Varner. Reber looking over the middle. Throws the ball complete to Varner into Northwestern Territory down at the 41-yard line for another first down. That's the fourth catch of the night by Varner. Reber 
running the offense. Throws it down the middle. Complete to Purdy at the 30. Cuts to the middle of the field, down to the 25-yard line. 17-yard reception on the play. Last week, Dave, we had a lot of success throwing to the outside. Northwestern certainly is taking that away, but that's leaving the middle of the field wide open for the Bears. Well, obviously, Northwestern in the prevent. Reber, he's going to run up the middle. Now he's going to throw it down the field incomplete to Zimmerly. Seemed to be some mix-up there between Purdy and Zimmerly as to who was supposed to go for the ball. And it was thrown behind Zimmerly, and Purdy really wasn't even looking, so it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go from the Northwestern 25. Like, now, to, like to see us take a couple shots in the end zone here before halftime. Yeah, it'd be nice to get back on the scoreboard and draw even within a couple of scores here in this one. Chup goes out wide to the right. Now Varner, wing right, Zimmerly slot left, Purdy wide left. Stanley behind Rebert out of the, sh- the shotgun. Reber now moves Stanley to the left, dropping back. Reber looking into the end zone. He's going to throw the ball incomplete. There was a mix-up again between Purdy and Zimmerly. Purdy was the short receiver, and Zimmerly was the long receiver, and it seemed like Reber threw it in between the two. Yeah, we really did not have a receiver out there. He kind of threw it into the dead zone there, Dave. We didn't have a receiver for him. 19 seconds left to go. Bears hanging on to that one timeout. Unless I'm mistaken, they've got one timeout left. Third down, 10 yards to go from the 25 of Northwestern. Reber with an empty backfield now. Receivers out wide on both sides. High snap. Reber gets it. Throws it out to the left flat. Complete to Purdy. Purdy inside the 20, and he's going to be brought down at the 18-yard line. That's an 8-yard reception, and now the Bears will take their final timeout. 8-yard reception, and it will bring up fourth down. And... Call it about three yards to go, two yards to go. Sixth catch of the evening by Colton Purdy for 131 yards total. Twelve seconds to go in the half. And the Bears will have it third down. Going to say about five yards to go as they're going to spot the ball right at the 18-yard line. They've got to get to the 15 for a first down, but really that they've got time enough if they get the first down to run another play. But they really have to get up to the line of scrimmage quickly. The officials will only stop the clock momentarily, and then they'll wind it again once the ball is set. So the ball at the 18-yard line. Fourth down. They're going to call it four yards to go. That was the Bears' final timeout. Keep that in mind. Twelve seconds to go before the half. Zimmerly out wide right. Chup slot right. Bears have receivers all over. Varner moves to the left of Reber. Movement on the line by Northwestern and they moved and that'll be a first down for the Bears. That'll be the penalty. It should be against Northwestern. Let's wait and see. And it is against Northwestern. So that'll give the Bears the first down. That's Northwestern's second penalty of the night. For 15 yards. So first and 10 for Waynedale. Now the ball at the 13 yard line. Reber looking into the end zone. Throws the lofter to Purdy into the corner. Went right through his arms and incomplete. That was a good pass by Derek. Just went right through Purdy's hands. He was open in the left corner. Boy, he had him too, didn't he, Tim? Yes. Had him right there, and it just slipped right through the fingers of Purdy. Second down. Ten yards to go from the 13. Eight seconds. They've got time to get off a couple of plays here 
Bears have no timeouts remaining. They cannot throw the ball short of the end zone. They've got to throw it into the end zone. Stanley, the single setback. Reber drops back, looks again for the same play, throws it up to Purdy. It is incomplete, overthrew it. Good single coverage back there by Amon on Purdy. Had him covered up well. Three seconds to go in the first half. Bears, this will be the final play, barring a penalty, a defensive penalty. I've got to say this, Tim. There just is no life out there out of this team. They've got an opportunity here with three seconds to go to pull within two scores, and there's no life out there, no sense of urgency on anybody. Well, I'll tell you this, Dave. uh, Northwestern certainly is showing some life. They certainly do not want the Bears to get in before half. Empty backfield for Reber out of the shotgun. He looks to his left, throws into the end zone. It is intercepted by Northwestern right at the goal line. They bring it back to the 20, to the 25, to the 30. That is Parker Smith, and Smith is going to take it out across the 45 to the 47-yard line where he is finally brought down on a touchdown-saving tackle by, looks like, Ty Straits, and it was Ty Straits. And that will do it for the end of the first half of play. That is the first interception of the year thrown by Derek Reber. But we are at halftime. So the Bears got down inside the goal line and couldn't get anything twice. And they are down here at halftime by 22. We're going to talk with Mark Albert Sr. and Sammy Ice on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. We are at halftime here from Waynedale High School. And your score, it is Northwestern 28. Waynedale 6. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Dave Mitchell back here at Waynedale High School where it is 28-6. to Waynedale down on the scoreboard to the Northwestern Huskies by 22. The Bears got down inside the Northwestern 20-yard line twice in the first half of play, but just could not punch the football in, and they are down here by 22. Northwestern started out the scoring with seven and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter, a 53-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Reed from uh, two. The kick after touchdown was good, and that made the score seven to nothing 
Northwestern on top of it. Then Northwestern came back with a 39-yard touchdown run by Smith. The kick was good with 4.06 to go in the first quarter. It was 14 to nothing. Northwestern. Northwestern expanded the lead right on the first play of the second quarter with 11.47 left to go in it on a 35-yard, 33-yard touchdown run by Toot. And the kick after touchdown was good and Northwestern had the lead at 21 to nothing. Waynedale then came back on a 58-yard touchdown pass from Derek Reber to Colton Purdy. And that was their first score of the ball game. And the Bears were down on the scoreboard with 3.19 left to go before halftime at 21-6. And then with 2.29, Northwestern came right back with a 15-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Reed again from Brock Toot. The point after touchdown was good, and Northwestern was leading it 28-6. Waynedale managed to get right down the field again to try to score, but they were unable to punch the football in, and they are down here at halftime by a score of 28-6. Here's a look at some scores from around the area. Fairless is leading Triway by a score of 14-7. We've also got a 14-14 tie at Norway early in the second quarter, Justin Fath, uh, threw a two point conversion or failed on the two point run. And they are tied up at 14-14, Norway and Smithville. That one a very important game for Smithville because a loss there would probably put them out of the playoff picture. Worcester is down to Clare Fork, 14-7. That one is probably going to be the last time that those two teams face off against each other for quite a while because Clare Fork is leaving the OCC. They're going to be replaced by Mount Vernon next year. And those are the scores that we have so far here at halftime. Of course, a couple of notes about the Cleveland Indians. They will have to play on Monday if Detroit is in the running for the wild card spot. And in anticipation of that, they activated Jan Gomes today from the 60-day DL, but they did that only for one reason, and that was to move Carlos Carrasco to the 60-day disabled list. You cannot have more than a certain amount of players on the 60-day DL, so they had to take Gomes off of that and move Carrasco to it. Now, that does not mean that Jan Gomes is eligible to play as of yet because he's got that broken wrist, and that is where uh, they are really hurting. Now, an update on some scores here this afternoon, or this evening. Worcester and Clearfork are tied up 14-14 at halftime. We've got Norway up now over Smithville, 21 to 14 in that game also. We're going to be hoping to talk with Mark Albert Sr. coming up here in just a little bit. We're also going to be talking with Sammy Ice towards the end of halftime here. We're about 15 minutes away from the second half kickoff. And your score here at halftime, it is Waynedale down on the scoreboard, Northwestern 28 and Waynedale 6. We'll be back with more after this. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. 
service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Back here at halftime, I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. It's 28-6. to 6. Waynedale down on the scoreboard. And let's give a couple of updates here on the scoreboard tonight around the area. Mansfield Senior is leading Ashland by a score of 24 to 21. That is at halftime. Got an update on the Norway Smithville game. Norway is up over Smithville 21 to 14 over the Smithies after a Nate Weinman two-yard touchdown pass from Zollinger with seven seconds to go in the half. And that put Norway up by seven. 21 to seven in that game. So that is an update of the scores right now, but that one a very big game between Norway and Smithville, Tim, because if Smithville loses that game, they can all pretty much kiss their playoff hopes goodbye. Yeah, pretty much. Um, kind of surprising. Uh, Smithy's putting up a fight. 14 points up on uh, the Bobcats at half, and uh, still a ball game there. Yeah, 21-14, North Norway leading it. Another game that we don't have any scores on as of yet is the uh, Chippewa game. And that Chippewa game, uh, we wanted to keep a close eye on that one because the Chips need to continue to win again there at Dalton. That's another elimination game between the Bulldogs and the Chips. Yeah, it's going to be hard to stay in the title hunt if you get much more than one loss in the league. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, last year the Wayne County Athletic League, Tim, pushed four teams into the playoffs. It was Smithville, Chippewa, Hillsdale, and Waynedale. This year, uh, and Norway, actually, Norway got in also, and and, uh, they got into the playoffs. So there were five teams. I don't think the Bears... The Wayne County Athletic League is going to be able to push five teams into the playoffs this year. I think four is probably going to be what they're going to get. Yeah, probably, Dave. Uh, the, the league's really, really strong. But, you know, uh, you know, you need to play a lot of quality opponents. And, you know, it, what, really what it comes down to is uh, just piling up the computer points. And if you play, uh, you, know, we're, you know, to be real honest, we're, they're not going to get a lot of points when they beat us. So, you know, that's a game off of the schedule. Absolutely. We're going to talk with Sammy Ice coming up here in just a little bit. We're going to listen to the Waynedale Golden Bear Marching Band. We'll do that when we return right after this timeout. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Waynedale Athletics to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank Local. Bank Better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Well, let's take this opportunity to listen to the Waynedale Marching Band.
one. The one you can all sing along to. And we expect to hear you sing this one with us. The band presents Take On Me. You're listening to the Waynedale Marching Band here tonight. We're about seven minutes ahead of the second half. We're going to talk with Sammy Ice of the Waynedale Lady Golden Bears volleyball team who got her 1,000th kill last night. We're going to do that right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. We are back at Waynedale High School where at halftime it is 28-6. Northwestern on top of the Waynedale Golden Bears. And we're thrilled to have Sammy Ice alongside with us who got her 1,000th career kill last night. Sammy, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on that. First of all, you got to be thrilled about all that. Yeah, it's really exciting because um, it's never been done before, and like the four years went by so quick, so <laughs> I just can't believe like it actually happened. Well, believe me, when you get out of high school, the years just fly by, yeah. so you know, first of all, let, let's talk right now about what has happened with this this volleyball team. First of all, you guys came out and played an outstanding match against Dalton and ended up you know, winning that, so now you're tied with Dalton. So now every game going down the stretch here means a lot. Yeah, it's really important that we win the rest of our games because we can't count on Dalton losing. So yeah, we have to make sure that we win out, too. Yeah. What was the difference in the first matchup against Dalton and the second one that you guys had that you won? Um, everyone was, they weren't very confident, and I feel like the second game we knew that we were good enough to beat them, so it was just our confidence went up. How far can this team go in the tournament, in your opinion? I think we can go pretty far, so I'm really excited. Now, what are you going to do when you look at your colleges? Are you going to look more at the pole vaulting situation, or are you going to look at volleyball, too? Um, I'm leaning more towards pole vault, but I'm definitely keeping volleyball open as an option. I've got to ask you this question. What was more of a thrill, the, the second-place finish or the 1,000th kill? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I feel like the second-place finish was more in the moment, and, like, the 1,000th kill was, like, a build-up, so I don't know. They were both really nice. So, are you really able to appreciate that 1,000th kill as of yet, or are you gonna have? Is it gonna have to be down the road where you'll really start to appreciate it? 
I definitely appreciate it because it it was a lot of kills. So. <laughs> All right, Sammy, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Sammy Ice, joining us here at halftime of tonight's football game, 28 to six. Tim, let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, stats right now. If you want to take a look at those. Well, Dave, starting off with the Northwestern, uh, they ran the ball 19 times for 127 yards in the first half. Uh, passed the ball. Toot was 12 for 14 for 162 yards, um, one interception, and one TD. For the Bears, uh, Dave, this is where it really comes down to it. I mean, we ran the ball 14 times. We're only able to muster 17 yards on those 14 carries. Um, Derek Reaper was probably in there at halftime, ice in his arm. He hoisted up... 24 passes in that first half. Dave completed 14 of them for 133 yards. That long touchdown uh, to Colton Purdy uh, and one interception there right before halftime. Um, the Huskies have really turned to the Bears in a very one-dimensional team as we have not been able to get much of a running game going whatsoever. No, and, and everything started out pretty well for the Bears. They were getting some consistency, and, and again, Tim, the turnover, when they got that first turnover in the ball game, that, that turned the tide back towards Northwestern. Well, if there's a glimmer of hope, Dave, uh, the Huskies are turning it over. They've fumbled it uh, several times, and we recovered one. They've thrown the interception. Uh, Purdy about took it in the distance. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it's really going to come down to what adjustments were made at halftime and whether we can come out and score this half. Here's a very interesting score. They're in the third quarter. Chippewa leads Dalton three to nothing. Wow. That is it. Three to nothing. That's a game where I really thought Chippewa would, would run ramp, run roughshod over Dalton. We've got to play Dalton next week. Well, clearly their defense is pretty darn good. Uh, you're talking about a chip team that ran for almost 500 yards against us last week. Yeah, 21 to 14, Norway over Smithville right now. That is heading into the third quarter of play. The Indians and Kansas City, even though these three games against the Kansas City Royals mean absolutely nothing to the Indians, that's a nothing nothing score. Also, back to local uh, games around the area in football, Indian Valley is blanking Orville 15 to nothing right now. Mansfield Senior leads Ashland 24 to 21 and like we said Norwayne is up over Smithville 21 to 14. Chippewa and Dalton 3 to nothing Chippewa in the third quarter of play. Right now we're at halftime of our game 28 to 6 Northwestern up on top of it. Tim Ebert and I will be back with second half action right after this on ultimatesportstalk.com. You've been listening to the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on ultimatesportstalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidell Funeral Home. Every day, the Spidell Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidell Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 
Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Waynedale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Dave Mitchell, Tim Eber back at Waynedale High School. It is 28 to 6 Northwestern on top of it. Tim, something that is going to have to happen tonight heading into the second half. The Bears are going to have to make some adjustments in this one to, to try to get back in it, even though they're only down by 22. This game is not out of the realm of possibility as of yet. Unfortunately, over the last few games, especially since the second game of the year, Against Ridgewood, that was the last time that the Bears have scored a second-half point. Yeah, Dave, they need to just set uh, realistic goals, some small goals that they can work toward. Uh, clearly, one of them is scoring the second half. Uh, it's something they haven't done in quite a while. Uh, that would uh, kind of get the monkey off their back, so to speak. Uh, the other one is, is, you know, doggone it, let's keep that clock from running all second half. I mean, we've had many, many games in a row, and I know it sounds like a very uh, simple goal to have, but... You know, at this point, these these kids need to have small little things that they can work toward, and and making sure that it does not become a running clock would be a, a great one for this defense. You know, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because in the pregame show, I talked with Matt Zerker about does the progress that this team show anymore. It probably has nothing to do with wins and losses. It's just little things, and you bring up two good ones: scoring in the second half and keeping the second half clock from running. Well, you always need to have something to play for, and clearly a win is clearly what you want to have, but, um, you know, sometimes when goals seem that far away, you want to whittle them down into more realistic goals that you can actually handle, and uh, those would be two that uh, would would be great for the Bears to try to accomplish the second half. Well, Northwestern's going to get the kick to start the second half of play, and it'll be interesting to see what the Bears do. They've got to be able to stop this Northwestern offense from scoring and then get the ball back as quickly as possible. Well, and, and Northwestern has turned it over, and, and I'll be real honest, Dave, you can really see the energy level of our team change when we can get some of those turnovers. So if uh, uh, two continues to throw the ball, um, you know, who knows? We may have a few more uh, turnovers in the second half. Well, that, that would be interesting because the Bears really, in the first half, as you mentioned, it was turnover city for Waynedale. They had two turnovers. They fumbled the ball three times. Northwestern turned the football over twice. Once was on a fumble and once was on an interception. So the Bears, even though they turned it over three times, Northwestern turned it over twice. Toot with his fourth interception of the year, and it was the first interception thrown this year by Derek Reber in that first half of play. It's 28-6. to The Bears are... Down by three scores, but it's not to the situation yet, Tim, where they need to actually just go straight to the passing game. They've still got time to get back into this thing. No, and Dave, at the beginning of the game, you asked me, uh, you know, which was more important, the uh, offense or the defense. And as we enter into the second half, uh, clearly we're at the point where the defense is. Uh, Northwestern's going to get the ball to start the second half, and, you know, to be real honest, our defense needs to get off the field and give uh, our offense a chance to cut into this lead. Absolutely. So Northwestern will get the ball to start the second half of play ahead in this football game, 28-6. to And let's check and see if there are any further scores before we hit the second half of play. Right now, as we told you, Dalton 
on top or Chippewa on top of Dalton three to nothing, and those are the scores that we have so far, other than the ones that we gave you earlier. So that's where we're at right now. Waynedale will be kicking it off. Andy Ford, the junior, the soccer player, is coming out to tee it up and kick it off. Back set to return, Brandon Reed for the Northwestern Huskies. He's had a couple of returns tonight, one for 55 yards in that first half of play. 28-6, Waynedale down by 22 as we open second half play. Ford will approach the football, and he will now he will stop. And it looked like the referee now, he's going to throw the flag. Andy Ford was approaching the football and then suddenly just stopped and looked at the referee. And now the referee is going to come in and call a dead ball offsides. It almost looked like Ford wasn't quite sure whether the official blew his whistle to put the ball in play. He evidently did. Uh, he approached the ball half of our team offside on that play. Crossed, crossed it, and Andy did not kick it off. So now he'll tee it up, and he'll kick it off again. No complaining from the Waynedale sideline. And Ford now will kick it off from his 35. He approaches it. Low line drive kick that went right through the hands of one of the upbacks. It's going to be picked up by Reed on the left-hand side. Cuts it to the middle of the field across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. 13-yard return. Cedric Chupp with the tackle on the play for the Bears. And it's first and 10 for Northwestern at their own 27-yard line. So we are underway here in the second half of play. Brock Toot, 12 for 14, 162 yards and one touchdown in that first half of play, showing why he's the leading passer in the area this year. We're going to mark the ball at the 26-yard line is where they end up spotting it, 11.53 to go. And here we go to open the second half. Out of the shotgun, Toot. Looking out to the left-hand side, complete to Reed. Reed cuts it across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Breaks into Wayndale territory, and he's going to take it all the way for the score. Five touchdown, Brandon Reed. Just like that, and a 73-yard touchdown completion from Toot to Reed for the third time tonight. Wow. And this is just what happened last week against Chippewa, Tim. Just boom, 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 and suddenly the game was out of control. It's just a backbreaker, Dave. One play, 73 yards. Um, it's hard to win ball games when you're giving up that type of chunk yardage. Absolutely. Coming in to attempt the extra point is Smith, and he kicks it up and good. 11.40 to go in this third quarter play, and... Northwestern strikes first with a 73-yard touchdown pass. It is now Northwestern 35, Waynedale 6. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return. And when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Reber's will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reber Milk Transport in Apple Creek. 
Well, Tim, the last two passes by Brock Toot have been for touchdowns. One for 15 yards and the other for 73 yards. And right now we are at 11.40 to go in the first half of or third quarter of play, excuse me, and it's now 35-6 to six, Northwestern. So Northwestern will tee it up. And Dietrich will kick it off, and that's going to be a high end over end kick that's going to be taken in by Chupp at the 32-yard line, and he fair catches it, and that's where it will stop right there. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 32. 11.40 to go. And it will be first down, 10 yards to go for the Bears. Next week we will be at Dalton. And we're going to join you in the bleachers. <laughs> As it turns out, they are not going to allow us in the press box next week. Dalton has a new code, I guess, that they are not allowing internet stations in the press box. So we'll be sitting out there with you folks. At Dalton next week. Reber, Bears going from right to left across your computer screen. High snap. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley off right tackle across the 35. Out to the 37-yard line. Gain of four on the play for Logan. And it's second down, six yards to go. I don't mind sitting with the fans in the in the stands. As long as it's not raining, then I've got a problem. Reber. Handoff up the middle, it goes to Stanley, and Stanley now struggles forward out to the 38-yard line, just a gain of a yard. Logan with 11 carries, 27 yards tonight. Bears going hurry up. Well, somewhat hurry up. Third down, five yards to go. Chupp is going to race in. Purdy comes out wide to the left-hand side. Zimmerly slot left. Varner lines up wing left, going out wide to the right is Chupp. Single setback is Stanley. Now the Bears go four receivers out wide to the left. Sink. Nobody in the backfield with Reber. Reber rolls out to the left, and he throws it out to Zimmerly, and it is incomplete. Knocked down by Mason Wilhelmy, a junior linebacker, batted that thing down. And it will be fourth down. Wilhelmy is a good defensive back there, Dave. He picked off a pass last week and took it to the house. 10.37 to go in the third quarter of play, and the Bears, Derek Reber has attempted 25 passes tonight. 35-6. Colton Purdy will punt the football away. He has kicked it away twice tonight. Low snap from center. Gets that kick away from his own 38. It'll hit at the 35, and it will be downed at the 34-yard line. 38-yard punt by Colton Purdy. 10.29 to go in the third quarter of play. Your score from Waynedale. Northwestern 35, Waynedale 6. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. Northwestern first and 10 from their own 35-yard line. They give the ball right up the middle to Derek Duvall. And check that Parker Smith, Smart Smith, 
runs it across and is hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped for no gain. So Smith, no gain on the play. And a pitch out goes to Brandon Reed, and Reed runs across the 40 to the 35 to the 30. He breaks it across the midfield strike, and he'll take it from the 10 to the 5 and in for the score. 65 yards for the touchdown run. Matt Zerker was screaming that Reed stepped out of bounds on the play, but the official said no, so Reed runs it in from 65 yards out for his... That is his fourth touchdown of the night, Tim. And he's got 73 yards rushing on two carries, and it's 41-6 to Northwestern. And just like last week, the Bears are falling apart here in the second half. Good snap from center. Smith is going to kick it up, and good. 9.49 to go in this third quarter of play, and your score. It is Northwestern 42, Waynedale 6. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sundays 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sansi today, 330-830-9760. 9.49 left to go in this third quarter of play, 42-6. Northwestern leads it, and Tim, here we are again. Boy, this has become familiar. Running clock in the second half. Dietrich will kick it off, and it is taken in by one of the upbacks that looks like one of the upbacks for Waynedale grabbed that right off the turf. That's David Satterfield. Satterfield, the sophomore, grabbed it right at the looked like midfield. They're going to spot him right at the midfield stripe, maybe just inside midfield. They'll put him right down at the 50. Well, Dave, one of one of those small goals is over. The Reading clock is now in effect, but uh, you know they can still try to score the second half. So it's. First and ten from the 49. That's got to be their goal right now to score in the second half, Tim. But the last three weeks, the second half has just been total domination by the opposing team. Reber moves Varner over to the left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Reber pitches it out to Logan Stanley across midfield down to the 48-yard line of Northwestern. Gain of three yards on the play for Logan. He's got 12 carries, 30 yards tonight. 9.15 to go in this third quarter. 42-6. Ball at the 48-yard line of Northwestern. Moving over to the left-hand side is Stanley for Reber. Now Reber's going to run the option, cut it across the 48 to the 47, dive forward, and he'll be stopped. They'll mark it at the 47-yard line. One thing Reber has not done effectively tonight is run the football. No, he hasn't had a whole lot of room. 
It's the longest run's probably about two to three yards. Um, most effective running play we've had has been uh, that pitch early on, but uh, Northwest has even uh, adjusted to that fairly well. Third and six, ball at the 47-yard line. Reber with Varner right behind him. Fake handoff. Reber's going to throw the ball down the middle. Incomplete. Tried to go to Chubb, and he was double-covered over the middle. And with 8.20 left to go in the third quarter of play, Reber dejectedly comes over to the side, and I think the Bears will go for it on fourth down and six. Fourth down, six yards to go from the 47, and the Bears will go for it. Chup out wide to the right. Now they'll run the stacks. Chup and Varner stacked out to the right. Purdy and Zimmerly stacked to the left. Reber gets the snap. He's going to be hit and dropped behind the line back to the 45-yard line. That'll be the first sack of the night. Billy Smith with the first sack of the night for Northwestern. And that will give Northwestern the football in Wayndale territory at the Wayndale 45-yard line. 7.49 and running left to go in the third quarter. First and 10 Northwestern at the Wayndale 45. It'll be interesting to see, Dave, up, up 42-6, to six, whether uh, Northwestern goes to the running game now. Well, you would think that they might do that, but they're not under center. They're out of the shotgun again. Duvall in the backfield. Duvall's going to get the handoff right up the middle across the 40 to the 35 to the 30 to the 25, and he's going to be dropped down at the 18-yard line. That was a touchdown-saving tackle by Derek Reber. And now Matt Zerker is going to take a timeout and talk things over with his defense. And he needs to because this is the second straight game, Tim, that there have been outstanding, just out, outrunning the Bears to the goal line in the second half. Chippewa did it last week. Northwestern's doing it this week. Uh, we're really not making the offense work too hard, Dave. It's uh, uh, second week in a row where we're just giving uh, scoring opportunities on one or two plays and the distance that these scores are coming from is just humongous. I mean, just this evening, we've got a 53-yard score, a 50, uh, a 73-yard score, a 65-yard score. Those are huge plays. And there's just no reason for it because even if you just stay at home and play solid defense, you should be able to stop these plays because there's nothing, there's, there's, there's nothing mysterious about it at all. They're just running the football Right up the middle, and the Bears aren't able to stop it. 6.59 and running. Of course, as we've got the running clock, it's 42-6 to Northwestern. Duvall in the backfield with Toot. Toot's going to throw the ball out to the left-hand side, and it is complete. Breaking a tackle and running into the end zone is the receiver, Tanner Carlson, and he is in for the score. From 19 yards out. I think he was knocked out just short of the just goal line. Just high of the goal line. You are right. That is the first catch of the night, or second catch of the night, by Carlson for 30 yards. 6.20 to go. Now Toot under center, hands it off up the middle to the up back. Looks like Dietrich, and he's going to be stopped just shy of the goal line. So it'll bring up second down and goal for the Huskies. Six minutes and running left to go in this third quarter. 
Now checking in is Ryan Swartz. Swartz is going to be the up back. Duvall, the eye back. Toot, hand off to Swartz. Swartz struggles forward. The officials come in from the sidelines, and they are going to say that he is stopped just shy of the goal line again. Northwestern right now, Tim, what they are doing is they are just lining up and daring Waynedale to stop them. They're running the football right up the middle, and even though Waynedale has stopped them, I would bet they're going to do it again. Swartz, again, the up back, Duvall the eye back. Here they go again. Swartz runs off left guard into the end zone for the score. Swartz takes it in for the score. And it is now... 48-6. to 5.16 left to go. In this third quarter. And it has become a train wreck. Here at home. Parker Smith will attempt the extra point with 5.15 to go in the third quarter. Puts it down, kick is up, and the kick is drilled right through. So now it is 49 to 49-6, 5.15 to go in the third quarter of play. We'll take a timeout. Your score, Northwestern 49, Waynedale 6. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained, residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock System. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction. 330-857-7865 or see their website troyerroof.com 5.15 left to go in this third quarter of play from Waynedale High School 49-6 to and realistically Tim that touchdown by Swartz sent most of the Waynedale faithful to the exits we got, we got a lot of game left but this one has been signed, sealed and delivered good night 49-6 to Northwestern has broken it open. It was 28 to 6. They've scored 21 points in the first seven minutes. Dietrich will short kickoff. It'll be taken in by Jared Varner right at the 30 yard line where he's, he will fair catch it. And we're seeing a lot of people now head toward the exits. Waynedale is. Received the kickoff seven times tonight, and they have not run back one. Five minutes exactly to go in this third quarter of play, and the Bears will have it down 49-6. to six. Down 43 points. <laughs> they were down by 22 and had the ball first and goal at the one-yard line at the end of the first half and couldn't punch it in. Reber, empty backfield. Fake handoff. Throws it over the middle, and it is complete to Purdy. Purdy across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. And he is up to the 36-yard line after a gain of seven on that completion. Reber now 140 yards passing tonight. Seventh catch of the evening by Colton Purdy for 138 yards. Second down, three yards to go for the Bears from the 37-yard line. Reber empty backfield, moving in motion is Stanley. Fake hand off to Stanley, and the pass was on the inside. Tried to run a little pass on the inside to Zimmerly, but it was dropped. 
so it was an incomplete pass. So it brings up third down and three. It's the first time we've seen that little inside shovel pass, Tim, and it did not work. Max Lemon comes out. Chup will come back in. Max Lemon getting a lot of playing time over the last couple of games. Purdy goes out wide to the right. Ball on the far hash mark. 3.33 and running left to go in the third quarter. Diamond formation to the left. Stanley slot right. Reber empty backfield and now Zimmerly moves before the ball was snapped. So another penalty against the Bears. Their fifth of the night for 45 yards. Gives us an opportunity. Kansas City up on the Indians, one to nothing. Let's see if we've got any other scores here tonight. Make, brings up third and eight. Worcester leading Clear Fork, 28 to 14. Fairless over Triway at the end of three, 14 to seven in that ball game. Dalton now leads Chippewa, seven to three. Reber rolls out to his left after the snap. He's going to throw the ball down the middle. It is intercepted by Northwestern right at midfield on a great play by their linebacker, Keaton Edwards, the senior. Man, he dropped deep into the secondary, Dave, and I believe he, he that was a one-handed juggling interception. And he held on to it. That is the second interception thrown on the night by Derek Reber and his third on the year. And with 2.39 left to go, Northwestern has the ball right at midfield. Ahead in the ball game, 49-6. As we said, Dalton now leads Chippewa 7-3. I'm very surprised on what a defensive struggle that game. That really is. A surprising score. And we've got to go to Dalton next week. Northwestern still in the shotgun. Receivers out wide. They've got dual receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff right up the middle. No two. No, check that. New quarterback into the ball game. That is Wilhelmy. And Wilhelmy's going to keep it off left tackle. And he takes it down inside the Waynedale 40 down to the 35-yard line. So Wilhelmy with a 15-yard gain on the play. And I'm totally running out of room to keep track of the stats here tonight. Ball at the 35-yard line. Wilhelmy looking off to the sideline. He's in the backfield now with Shane Smith, who's back into the ballgame. Dual receivers on wide on both sides. Wilhelmy looks out to the right, and it is thrown into the flat, and it is complete to Adam Tanner. Tanner. Takes it across the 25-yard line for a gain of 10 yards on the play. They've been running that same play all night long. they got two receivers lined up. One goes deep, clears it out for the underneath receiver, and uh, Wayno has nobody there to stop much more than 10 yards downfield. And you know, Northwestern has beaten Hillsdale last week and now Waynedale this week without their top running back, Isaiah Peterson, on the field. And he is not going to play. You can see him down there on the sideline. He is with a coach. But the thing about it is, Tim, he is a good 10, 15 yards away from his team standing there with a coach. Smith to the right of Wilhelmy. Wilhelmy looks at the back judge, waiting for the hand up in the air, signifying there's five seconds left on the play clock. Handoff goes to Smith. Smith off the left-hand side. Flag thrown from the 
umpire. It's going to be holding. And he will be run out of bounds. Smith will be run out of bounds at inside the 20 down near the 15-yard line for a gain of 10. But it's going to be a hold against Northwestern right at the line of scrimmage. That's just their third penalty of the night for 25 yards. They have done an outstanding job here tonight. And that's going to do it for the end of the third quarter. We have played three quarters of play. We'll switch ends when we return. And your score at the end of three here in Apple Creek, it is Northwestern 49, Waynedale 6. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Dub's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Yoder Builders in Orville, your one-stop shop for full-service construction services. Residential or remodeling construction, masonry work, finished basements, and decks. Anything you need to improve your way of life. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. As we head into the fourth quarter of play, it is 49-6. Northwestern up on this one by 43 points. This has been... A totally dominated second half of action by the Northwestern Huskies. Wilhelmy, handoff goes to Snow. Wilhelmy keeps it around the left-hand side, inside the 35, down to the 30, and he'll be brought down at the 27-yard line after a gain of 11. I've got to say right now, I just hope that Northwestern keeps the football on the ground for the rest of the ball game because I have absolutely no room on my stat chart to keep anything else. You know, Will Helmy is the second quarterback we've seen tonight. He's got good size, Dave. He's a, a pretty powerful runner when he takes off with it. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't give us the height and the weight on the roster. Smith is going to keep it around the right-hand side, inside the 25, down to the 27-yard line. Gain of three yards on the play for Shane Smith. He's had an excellent evening also. Clock running, if, in case you didn't notice. Third down, eight yards to go for the Huskies. They lead it by 43. Bears will be in action next Friday night. At Dalton. And on October 13th, which is a week from this coming Thursday night, two weeks from last night, Dave Williams and I will be over at Northwestern to bring you the Waynedale Northwestern girls volleyball game. Will Helmy is going to keep it around the right-hand side, and he'll be brought down by Jarrett Varner, the left outside linebacker, after a gain of a yard. It was a good job by Varner. He was one-on-one against Will Helmy. Took him down for really a minimal gain. So it's fourth down. Call it a long seven yards to go for the Huskies. They've got dual receivers out wide on both sides. Will Helmy looking over to the offensive coordinator for the Huskies as we are on the running clock. Smith lines up in the backfield with Will Helmy. And Will Helmy out of the shotgun. Pump fake to the left, throws over the middle. It is complete to Devin Smith, and he'll take it into the end zone 
for the score. Devin Smith, the junior, 23-yard touchdown pass, first one of the ball game by Wilhelmy. And it is now 55-6. to Devin Smith, the junior, his first catch of the night. Well, you're going to have fun figuring up these stats, too. My score sheet is a complete mess. It might have to be a team effort, Dave. (laughs) Parker Smith will come in to attempt the extra point again, and he drills it through. 10-0-1 to go in the ballgame. Your score. Northwestern 56, Waynedale 6. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork Brisket and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and Cowgirl Sunday, Hog Trout, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Well, Chippewa has equaled the Hillsdale Falcons for most points scored against the Bears this year, 56. It's 56-6. to And another kickoff up the field by Daniel Dietrich. And it is taken in by Ben Farrar at the 35-yard line. So, again, another kickoff, too, by the Huskies that is just downed by the Bears. And the Bears will take it over first and ten at their own 35-yard line. So a 50-point advantage by the Huskies. Reber in the backfield. And now jumping offside is Jared Varner from his wing position. Bears have had six penalties tonight. For a total of 50 yards. So it's first and 15. Ball now back to the 30-yard line. Reber moves Stanley over to the left. Reber, handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley. He'll be dropped at the 31-yard line. Nice play by the right defensive tackle, Cole Marley, who's a sophomore. Yard gain for Logan Stanley. You know, in college football, and I know the rule is the same in high school football, you are not allowed to play. The band is not allowed to play during a play, but this year the Waynedale band has continued to do that. Purdy moves in motion. Now Zimmerly gets the handoff right up the middle, cuts it off right tackle. He's going to be stopped at the 30-yard line after a loss of a yard on the play. That's the first carry this year, Tim by Matt Zimmerly. Ball at the 30-yard line. 
And it is third down and 15 yards to go for the Bears. Logan Stanley's out of the ballgame now. He's been pulled. And into the contest for Waynedale is Luke McCreary. McCreary checks in. And McCreary's not quite sure where he's supposed to go. Now he's going to line up right behind Reber. If he came in for Logan Stanley, he's at the running back slot. So now McCreary lines up to the left of Reber. Reber looks up the field. He's going to throw the ball down the middle. Complete on the play to Matt Zimmerly across the 50 and out to the 46-yard line. First down for the Bears. That is their first first down here in the second half. They're going to mark him at the 25-yard line after the 25-yard reception. That area of the field has been open all night, Dave, and uh, Reber did a nice job leading Zimmerly for that nice pickup. So the ball resting at the 45-yard line. Reber handoff up the middle to Jared Varner. He is stacked up and brought down. First hit was made by Chris Oros of Northwestern. And Cole Marley. Indians leading Kansas City 4-1 to in the third inning of play. 6.55 and running left to go in the ball game. Reber with the snap, looks down the field, and it is incomplete. Same play to Zimmerly. He just led him a little too far. And it's third down for the Bears. Third and ten from their own 45-yard line as they break the huddle. McCreary goes out slot left, Zimmerly wide left. Stacks on the right-hand side, Barner and Purdy. Reber looks down the field, throws it incomplete off the shoulder pads of Colton Purdy. And it is incomplete, and it is fourth down. Dave, I think we've uh, entered new territory as we have both bands playing at the same time. Six minutes to go in the ballgame. Dual receivers out wide on both sides. Chuff in the backfield. Reber's looking down the middle of the field, and it is incomplete over through Chuff, and it was almost intercepted by one of the Northwestern defensive backs. 5.49 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Northwestern 56, Waynedale 6. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at Clayzac.com, that's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com, to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. Northwestern takes the football over and into the ball game now at quarterback is Jack Toposki. Toposki is a sophomore, and he hands the ball up the middle to Smith. And Smith takes it out to the 44-yard line, lost a yard on the carry. They'll say no gain. And it's second down, 10 yards to go. Ben Farrar comes out of the ball game now for the Bears. And Matt Zerker and the rest of his coaching staff trying to get more and more freshmen into the ball game. Topofsky, the sophomore signal caller. They had Wilhelmy in the last time, but now Topofsky, who's number 22, is running the show for the Huskies. We're under five minutes and running. 4.40 left to go. Now the back judge puts his hand in the air. Topofsky 
sends Tanner into the right-hand side, and Tanner is going to be drugged down across the 50-yard line into Waynedale territory and brought down at the 48. So a nice carry there of eight yards on the play by Tanner. And for the second time in three weeks, Tim, we're not even going to bother with the stats in the postgame show because why? 56-6, four minutes left to go in the ball game as Topofsky looks over to the sideline. We'll total them up for the paper in the morning, but I don't even think Waynedale fans will want to look at the stats of this one. 56-6, to Topofsky for Northwestern on third down and three. Hand off to Smith off the right-hand side. Breaks a tackle in the backfield. Struggles forward to midfield, and he's going to lose a yard on that carry. And it will bring up fourth down and three yards to go. And I'll be real honest, Dave, pertaining to that stats, it's going to take us a little while to add the stats up. So I, I don't know if we would even have enough time between uh, the end of the ball game to get those in. Absolutely. You're going to need a calculator. What did they call those things that were the, the slide rule? You might need a slide rule for this one, too. I might be able to drum up an abacus if you need it. <laughs> fourth down, call it a long four yards to go. Ball right at midfield for the Huskies. We're under three minutes and running left in this one. Topsy's going to throw the ball, and it is incomplete over the head of his intended receiver, Jeff Goodetti. 2.59 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Northwestern 56, Waynedale 6. The Spinell Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years, providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spinell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidel Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. Back at Waynedale High School, Matt Weaver into the ballgame now for the Bears playing quarterback. He's a freshman, 5'9", 140-pounder, and he handled the, handed the ball up the middle to Connor Spence. Spence, another freshman, 5'7", 130-pound. Spence lost a yard on the play. Weaver, handoff again. This time it goes to Chupp, and Chupp is going to struggle and dive forward across midfield down to the 45-yard line of Northwestern, and Northwestern has got a player down and hurt. And we will take a timeout here for that injured player. That was a gain of five yards on the carry by Chubb. His first carry of the year. This is the first action that Matt Weaver is seeing at quarterback. It's always been Derek Reber up to this point, Tim. And now Matt Weaver in the last minute 34 is going to get to see what he can do. Well, maybe he's got uh, the magic touch, Dave. we got a minute 36, minute 34. See what he can do. See if he can lead us to a score. It has been 
since Ridgewood with about a minute and a half to go that the Bears last scored a second half point. Tryway, they did not do it. The next week, they did not do it against Hillsdale. They did not do it against Chippewa last week, and they have not done it here tonight so far. That will be four straight games if they don't score a point here in this last minute, 34. And I'll be real honest, I I don't really have a reason as to why um, we aren't able to score. It's it's a question mark, you know, it's baffling as to why we have not been able to put any points on the scoreboard in the second half. It could be a variety of reasons for whatever it is, but, you know, other teams making adjustments and... We're so young that we're not able to make the adjustments to, to go along with what other teams are doing against us. You know, and, and football is a very physical game, Dave, and we, we, we've been playing against some really good teams. And, you know, second half, it just looks like we are uh, physically beaten um, most of the time and, and have not been able to really put anything offensively together at all. Well, while we've got the injured player down on the field, this is going to give us a an opportunity to take a look and see if we can find... Any scores here? Loudonville is now 26 to 20. Lucas early in the fourth quarter of play. Orville is down to Indian Valley 15 to six. That's late in the third quarter of play. Dalton won over Chippewa seven to three. That game is a final. That must have been just a running, running game because that game is finished very, very quickly. That's very surprising that. Uh... They were able to hold Chippewa to just three points. Seven to three, that ended up. Fairless is leading over Triway twenty to seven in their football game. Worcester over Clare Fork right now at the end of three quarters of play, twenty-eight to fourteen, and those are the scores that we have. So we're going to go into Dalton next week, Tim, and take on the Bulldogs, and that should be an interesting matchup again. You know, that was one of the games that. I thought the Bears were going to have an opportunity to maybe pull off a victory this year, but the way Dalton handled Chippewa tonight, boy, they they must be a little tougher than what a lot of people may have anticipated. Well, certainly by the score, Dave, it looks like they have a a, a very good defense, and uh, for a Bear team that's really struggling offensively, that is really not a, a good combination. Absolutely not, and when you look at that, Dalton now on the year, they're four and two, Tim, and they're two and one in the conference. Chippewa falls to four and two, and they're one and two in the conference. But that might be a killer for Chippewa as far as the playoff situation is concerned. Well, we talked earlier on tonight. It's going to be real tough um, to not only win the league but also get in the playoffs um, with two losses. Nick Hinton was the injured player for Northwestern. He is a junior. And again, we apologize. We're unable to tell you the height and weight of these Northwestern Husky players because we were not granted a roster that gave us the height and weight of any player. So it is third down, five yards to go. Ball at the 45-yard line with a minute 34 as they get hit. They're carrying him off the side. And we don't want to speculate, but it does look like a knee injury, and he's unable to put any weight on it. So Weaver, the quarterback. Moves the running back over to the right-hand side. Now Weaver is going to throw the ball for the first time. Throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Chase Murphy. Murphy had the ball go in and out of his hands. And that's an incompletion by Weaver on his first pass attempt of the year. 
And it's fourth down and five yards to go, and the clock continues to run. There's a minute left to go in the ballgame. So we'll be back at Dalton next week, and again, we'll be sitting in the stands with you folks. Weaver, the quarterback, on fourth down, five yards to go. He's got Chupp in the backfield, moves him over to the left, ball in the near side. Hand off to Chupp. Chupp's going to take it off the right tackle, and he's going to gain three yards on the carry, but he'll be shy of the first down by a couple of yards. So Chupp with two carries tonight, seven yards, but that one came up two yards too short. 56-6, Northwestern with the lead, and that should just about do it as the clock stops on the change of possession. Northwestern will probably just come out and take a knee, and that will wrap things up here tonight in this one. Now the clock will start, and I'm not sure that Northwestern will even have to run a play. They are still huddled around Mike Toot over near the left side. Of course, Toot came to Northwestern from Smithville, and... Norway 35, Smithville 22. Is that a final? We don't know if that's a final yet or not. So Northwestern, they're not even going to have to run another play. They just come out and they're going to stand there. Two seconds, one second. They are going to get the play and they will just down it. And that will do it here tonight. Your final score here this evening. Northwestern 56, Waynedale 6. Northwestern now 6-0 and in conference in overall play. They're 3-0 and in conference play. Waynedale now 0-6 and 0-3 in conference play. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Well Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Deb's Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Playzac Kitchen and Bath, Troyer Roofing, The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek, The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction, Murphy's Promotions, The Apple Creek Drive Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, and the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.